everybody. Welcome to the Memory Machine, uh, a spoke on the many spoked wheel of the Geekiverse Media Network. My name is Nathaniel Lockhart, and uh, who do we have with us today? Uh, this is Trey Whittish, a relatively new writer for the Geekiverse. Yeah. Um, well, what, what have you done recently? Uh, recently, I just uh, I wrote the review for It, um, and I'm currently working on, uh, for the month of October, a uh, series, uh, a Stephen King short story for each day. In October, so that'll be coming out soon. If you like to get scared, keep an eye out for that. Red, I like it. And uh, who's over here? Well, back again, Drew Burke. Hey, I, uh, he's back. Hey, we got him back. I said I wanted to be like the wing or the uh, like the Brad Sherwood of this show. Yeah. Like if it was whose line, I'm the one who like I'm here occasionally. Yeah. But so far, I'm Ryan Styles or Wayne Brady. Oh, yeah. Well, so yeah. Well, Colin you know. Mockery. So <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do about that. So, you know. But I'm also yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah. uh, I'm, I I can say Trey, I'm interested in the Stephen King short story. Uh, reading because I I don't like to read because I'm bad at it, but I like to know <laughs> what happens in Stephen King okay. stories. Yeah. So if I don't have to read the whole short story and I can just read your thoughts on the story, that's going to make me feel really informed. Well, I could tell you a little bit about it. <laughs> so that's that's probably all I need. Well, a little bit. Yeah. Well, you the know, goal is to get you to read them. So oh yeah, well, right. that's that won't happen. <laughs> you guys the go audiobook. quick. I will say they all go quick. He's a very good uh, master of pace. What what if what if we hired someone to read them for you? That's fine. When okay. I was in when I was in a, even up through high school. Yeah. On occasion, my mom would read my school books to me, or I'd get them on audio tape. <laughs> and the reason is I just get so distracted. Like, I love stories. I absolutely love stories. And when I'm interested in something, I will read it, you know, and really devour it. But most of the time, you know, I just had trouble getting through the words. I'd get lost yeah. a lot, distracted a lot. I, it, was, it was rough, so. Yeah. I, I kind of know the feeling. I, I, I finish about a third of the books I start. I, just, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just... I just get distracted easily. I have a library upstairs, and I don't know that I've read more than five of them. Yeah. So, well, anyway, look what I actually prepared for this week. Oh, oh, I did it! I prepared. <laughs> so, what I chose was what happened on like the week of September twenty seventh, because that's when this podcast comes right. out, twenty seventh. And then the year I chose was ninety two, because that is the year our particular uh, one of our main subjects came out. It was uh, Batman the Animated Series came out. We'll be talking about that in detail later. But sort of, uh, you know, the whole our topic is 90 superhero crap. But anyway, we'll get to it soon. First, what happened on this day, uh, on September 27th, a cool thing. A cool thing. Well, actually, I don't know if it was the 27th. Cool running. Like oh, no, close. it wasn't cool running. Close enough. That was earlier, I think. No, later. Um, so SNK's Art of Fighting came out. You know that game? Art of Fighting? The Art of Fighting? Art of Fighting. I don't even know what SNK is. SNK? It's SNK? a video game. They made uh, video games. Oh, all right. Well, I think I remember yeah. the logo. Can you, but can I you yeah. name me an SNK oh, game? For sake, you guys. <laughs> can you name me an SNK game that I might know? Uh, let's see. Windjammers was Data East. I know Wind. Oh, yeah, well, great. but but, but it was on Neo Geo systems. That's like saying so like that's systems. You just they get me like excited. It's like well, game? Mario. Yeah, of course oh, I know. Um, oh, it was a Nintendo. Um, oh. um, Fatal Fury. Nope. Okay. The beat 'em up. Were those nope. in a lot of like the Neo Geo yes. ton of games arcade cabinets? Yes. Okay, that's where I remember seeing the logo on most of their. You know, Metal Slug. Nope. That's SNK. Well, anyway, they brought a lot to the fighting genre, including the Spirit Gauge, which was like a... All right, look, none of us here are big fighting game fans, but those of you out there who uh, like fighting games, this is a cool little tidbit of what happened in history. So go grab your Genesis copy of Art of Fighting, because that's what I know. Um, but anyway, the other thing... Don't wait. Let me say, just say, downside to podcast is you couldn't see any of our faces yeah. when, when we all just looked at each other like... 
what is what is that topic? <laughs> well, I was widened like, a little bit when you I, said the spirit gauge. Well, because yeah. I remember a spirit gauge in like WCW versus NWO Revenge. It might be taken from that spirit gauge. Right. Spirit gauge in this case was sort of like a special moves bar. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, cool. So there you go. Art of fighting had that impact. You got uh, me really hopped up. You called me today and you were like, "Hey, I've got a really cool topic for uh, that I'm going to bring up that happened today." And I was like, "Great! Oh, I'm no. excited." Oh, and no, I thought no, I was no, going to no, like no. learn something really cool. Oh, you're going to learn something really cool. You're okay. Really now, <laughs> now here it comes. Here it this comes. This is what came out. This is this is what came out on Fox on September 27th, 1992. A sitcom called Whoops. W O O P S exclamation point! It is a three camera sitcom about the apocalypse. Wow! <laughs> Starring uh, the guy who played Charlotte's husband on Sex and the City. Whoops! Whoops! How many episodes did it last? Ten. <laughs> it I mean, 10? but like that's not ten. well. Like Fo- Fox, ten. Fox bought seasons at thirteen episodes normally, they so that's not. They didn't dare the other three. But they still got ten. They Fox has had a lot ten, of yeah, yeah, one, two ten, episode yeah, shows and cancellations. Ten, ten aired, three didn't. Okay. Um. The introduction is just sort of like a. It has like a, like big like cartoonish block letters. Whoops. And like any other, until that little nuclear misunderstanding. So now there are only six of us. And then it goes in and like shows you the apocalypse and what happened. And I watched an episode, and it's uh, what? it's all on YouTube because nobody it wor- cares. Is it okay. worth me watching? Is it worth our listening audience watching? Should they put on the video for it with silent audio while they listen to this podcast? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. Do it. But anyway, so that came out. Um, yeah. I watched a little bit of it. I wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but it, it certainly... Which it's weird because, you know, you think uh, one of the big shows out right now is Last Man on Earth. You know, yeah. show about... It's essentially the same I saw, thing. I right. saw a commercial for it, yeah. It was just... Gosh, twenty five years too early. Isn't that that? Isn't that the uh, guy who played MacGruber, Last Man on Earth? Yeah, yeah, Will, yeah, Forte. Will, Forte. Will Forte. Yeah, Will Forte. That's him. It's a great, great show, by the way. The Last Man on Earth. If anybody yes. watched, the yeah, commercial I, looks seen, funny. It's funny. I've, I've seen the first season. I haven't watched okay. much past that. All right. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I just haven't watched. I haven't watched much of it. It's, it's hard to get my wife to watch anything new. Uh, oh, that's so, right. See, so, Katie, I. I, I this isn't meant to disparage you; just a true fact. <laughs> I love you so much. That's all right. Um, Molly's watching through Frasier right now in the other room. That's yeah. my wife for the third time since we've been married. Oh yeah, no. and it's oh, wow. ten oh, we, seasons oh, we've long been, oh, or we've more. Been through so. Frasier probably six times. By yeah, now. yeah. yeah. I've only done it once. Yeah, yeah. Frasier once. Oh, I did Cheers all the way through. Frasier. The middle gets yeah. rough. I love yeah. the beginning of Frasier with like the actual really intellectual jokes, yeah. and then season like four, five, six is just him desperate to sleep with a woman, and I'm like, eh, yeah, not right. interested yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There is a turn in that. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. They're really going for a different well, audience. So anyway, I thought we could uh, transition from that. Um, How, Nate? Um, uh, <laughs> Whoops! <so> the apocalypse. <laughs> Whoops, I messed up the transition. Here we are into the topic. Today's topic, uh, what we're going to be talking about is uh, superhero cartoons of the 90s, specifically Batman, but because uh, that turned 25. Yes. Uh, Happy this birthday. week, this month. Batman. This month, something like that. 25 years young. 25 years ago. <laughs> that's when Batman was created. Da, 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 da. I sang that because right, did you use my singing as one of the interstitials? Interstitials, I said. Yes, I did. Because <laughs> it did. Cause like we, looped we, over we, myself a several yes, times. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. To transition uh, from um, from the quiz to the other part. Yeah. So like, now you, you can you, use you me singing the Batman intro. Yeah, that's right. Very good. But anyway, so animation in general in the early '90s. Well, let's let's start in the late '80s. Experienced kind of a renaissance 
it had been as good as it had been for you know better than it had been for the past two and a half decades um especially superhero cartoons i mean i don't know what you have seen about really much older like superhero cartoons from say the 60s or the 70s or any cartoons for the 60s and 70s and I know you're a big Hanna Barbera fan, Drew. I am a big Hanna Barbera fan. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, as an animation nerd, I can't stand them. Aside from well, the Tom, I'm, I, you Tom know, Jerry I, cartoons. but I'll tell you, I'll and this will come up later on yeah. um, as we're talking about the '90s cartoons. I'm a Hanna Barbera fan because what I like is characters. Yeah, I don't write. Boy, they made a lot I don't. Of them. Yeah, exactly. I don't write <laughs> stories or anything yeah. of that nature. But I invent characters constantly, and Hanna Barbera is just full of characters. Like I write little TV shows in my head that are maybe two minutes long because it's just something one of the random characters I invented did. Is so one of them, for that reason, I like Hanna Barbera. Is one of them a Fay Panther? No. <laughs> Heavens <laughs> to Megatron! <laughs> it's the stage right. Uh, <laughs> nope. No. But. Uh, <laughs> But you saw, like, in the late 80s, things like the Disney Afternoon cartoons, DuckTales. Um, right. uh, you know, you had other cartoons come up, like the New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. I don't know oh, yeah. 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 Were those? Did they put those on Saturday afternoons? Those are Saturday mornings. Those Morning, are Saturday yeah, mornings. mornings. Uh-huh, I yeah. remember the Pee Wee and then that and then yep. the Scooby-Doo reruns. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember and The New of Adventures of Mighty Mouse was done by Ralph Bakshi. Who said oh, it was really? Ralph yes. Bakshi. Yes, it was. If you don't know Ralph you Bakshi. <laughs> yeah. You should. Oh boy, oh boy, kids. Ralph Bakshi. Uh, wait until you're to old enough. Topic, but but uh, yeah, wait until you're old enough, first of all. And then when you are old enough, don't watch Fritz the Cat. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't watch... that the first X-rated yes. release in general theaters? Something like that. No, no Midnight Cowboy. No, it was Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. For um, definitely the first X-rated animated feature. Yes, in, yeah. yes, it was. Uh, so don't watch Fritz the Cat. Watch Heavy Traffic instead. Dude, that's or... way worse. Yeah, but it's better. <laughs> well, it's a better movie, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. worse content. yeah. yeah. So heavy, heavy traffic, and then uh, what's the other one? Not hey, good looking. Um, American Pop. I like that one a lot. American Pop. There's a lot of rotoscoping, but it's clever rotoscoping. And if you don't know what rotoscoping unlike is, unlike his Lord of the Rings, you can just watch. Disney used a lot of rotoscoping too early on. Rotoscoping was yeah. just drawing over moving people, like they filmed yeah. humans and then they drew over top of the humans to get a realistic movement. Right. The movie yeah. Fire and Ice is not a great movie in terms yeah. of what it's about, but it's really neat to watch to see all yeah. the rotoscoping done well. Oh, I think that okay. sort of sums up Ralph Bakshi's career very well. Fire and Ice? It's not, it's not, it, it, the movies are never completely oh. good as a whole, but it's pretty to look you at. You know, there's okay. the, yeah. I'll say all maybe right. an exception to that is Wizards. I really want to watch Wizards. Wizards Perhaps is, so Wizards is not heavy rotoscoping, there's very little of it, and yeah. I think it's actually a good film. So I'll say that's your Ralph Bakshi yeah. movie of the day. All right, All right. wizards, watch it, people. Uh, but um, uh, if you hear any random noises, we're joined by my dog Sherman today. He's sitting yeah. here hanging out with us. You heard about him last time, and he's in he's in the studio with us today. Say hey, Sherman. He doesn't he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. Much. He doesn't even bark. He doesn't bark. Um, but but I mean, so with this uh, animation renaissance came one for superhero cartoons as well. That we saw in the early nineties, right? Uh, things like X Men, Spider Man, and what kind of stuff. And I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about those before we launch into, uh, def- I would say definitely the best of them all, Batman <laughs> yeah. of that era. Um, hard to agree with the quality wise, but I think uh, even if Batman wasn't about? your favorite, your goal. I think you can at least agree that it was the best one, the best quality sort of 
Yeah. Is that objectively or subjectively? Objectively. 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 I could objectively yeah, look yeah. back yeah. at that and say that was the best one. Yeah, Spider-Man was, best. was the one that I watched all the time. Yeah, I, I preferred Spider-Man. I remember the most of. Oh, my god! But gosh. Batman, looking back on it, that is the best. Mm-hmm. So I think the first two big ones that were of the era we're talking about when it comes to superhero cartoons probably started with X-Men. If I'm, cause that, well, that, ba- that Batman, came out... Batman came out a few months before. Oh, did it? Yes, okay. but since we're going to be looking at that as sort of the heavy hitter yeah. since it's its 25th anniversary, yeah. X-Men's probably a good place yeah. to start. Yeah, so, yeah. So, X-Men so, certainly came before the Spider-Man. Yeah. And, that was, so, and I know, Drew, you watched a lot of the X-Men cartoons. I did. Well, what, and here's what, the funny thing tell, about me watching a lot of the that? X-Men is one of my best friends growing up uh, had he he had brothers significantly older than him, yeah. and I have a cousin significantly older than me, and his brothers and my cousin all read these X Men comics, mm. and so because of it, they were engaged in the show, uh, and and I just sort of tagged along and went along for the ride, and so I didn't really walk into it knowing a lot about the X Men, um, but I still gained an appreciation for what was a more diverse universe than a lot of the other things I watched. So even if I only tuned into the X-Men every couple of weeks, the idea that it was a ton of story arcs Mm-hmm. And that it then had other, you know, individual episodes still woven within was really very different than anything I've been watching. You mentioned Hanna-Barbera, but whether yeah. it was Hanna-Barbera, whether it was Rankin-Bass, whether it was Filmation, I mean, none of them, maybe you got a to-be-continued episode. And it was like, yeah, oh, right. that's fun. Yeah. But but it really was, but that was rare, you know, to have yeah. five and six episode story arcs yeah. as the staple was yeah. really a neat, neat thing. And so the, what impressed me with X-Men most was, again, as someone who loves characters, early oh, on, X-Men I remember playing loaded. on... Oh, yeah, I remember yeah, playing I, on the school yeah. playground and, and we were all debating on who we would be, you know? Yeah. And, and despite his death early on in the series, which was a really interesting thing, uh, I loved Morph... And I always wanted to be Morph. <laughs> and and that's really wild that, like, again, that's another thing that was just really weird about a kid's cartoon is in your first story arc, this character dies. And not only does a character die, but I remember sort of vaguely how much Wolverine liked Morph and that that was one more reason for him to be, like, yeah. angry and nasty because his best yeah. friend just died. Yeah. yeah. You know? And th- that was a really cool thing for a kid's cartoon. Yeah. And, and I remember we'd watch an episode and then I'd call Joe on the phone because a lot of times it'd be someone where they'd like randomly be in the Savage Lands or something like that. And I'd be like, what is, what's going on? Why can Professor Xavier walk? Why, what's going on? Why is, why is this different? Where did Storm Sun come from? What's, yeah. you know, it was, yeah. so it was a really, I liked that, um, it was almost like a soap opera for kids. Yeah. Right. And yeah. what I liked about it too, I think at the time I didn't realize it, but I could appreciate it later. They did a lot of, they did Days of Future Past and they did like the Phoenix Saga and the Dark Phoenix Saga, which... I only found out about through the show. And then I learned about the comic stuff. And I think as I got older, I appreciated they took this complex stuff from the books and made it in a TV show for kids in the morning. And we all watched them when we were eight, nine. And um, I I appreciated it it more than I think I did then, even though I loved it then. I just, Mm -hmm. I never thought of it in that way. What was sort of groundbreaking about it? It was superheroes saving the world. We had had a benefit of having grown up (laughs) watching it we didn't think about it as groundbreaking. That right. was our show. Yeah. You know, slightly before yes. that came your He-Man and your G.I. Joe and Transformers and that. Or which, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And, well, or, if, and, and this is this is something I don't really know a ton about. I know I've heard it said, but I don't know uh, much about the details. Is that you were not allowed to have cartoon shows that were basically just an advertisement for toys. It wasn't allowed. 
And Reagan yeah. repealed that. Yes. And out came Masters of the Universe, mm-hmm. which, you Transformers. know, Transformers Goldbox. and, and yeah. all of these things, which then now you aren't interested in a show that has an arc. That's where your characters start to come in. You want kids to like these individuals enough to be attracted to a toy on the shelf. Right. Because who cares who Optimus Prime is unless it's like, oh, he's the leader. He's, he's the one that I want. You know, yeah. he's really great. And he, you know, or, or this other character you've never heard of who is ever going to buy a figure of RC unless yeah. you get to know who RC is, yeah. you right. know. And, and that, uh, so, so we didn't have that. You know, that was a little bit before us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but with Spider-Man and that, now you've got characters where they're still selling a toy. You know, you've still, I bought Craven, Vulture, Scorpion. I sold, maybe three years ago, I sold all these toys on eBay. But I had yeah. every one of the villains. Oh, yeah. I, and I, had a lot and uh, I even made, like, my own display box for that. It was absurd. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was really cool to know all of them. So now you took the toy sellability of the earlier cartoons and you added really great storylines and really great content that an older audience would appreciate too. Yeah. I, you know, you talk about, um, sort of the serial nature of those Marvel cartoons, X-Men and definitely Spider-Man. Yeah. And though that bugged the crap out of me when I, when I would turn on the TV and it'd be like, Oh, Neogenesis, neogenetic nightmare. Oh yeah, part five, and I'm like, what? Like, I don't, I don't know what happened before. It's gonna tell me what happened before, but I know it's not gonna make sense. And so I would just get caught up, and that, that sort of honestly leads me to a problem I've, I know I've always had with Marvel, in general, specifically their comics. That's made it very hard for me to get into, because Marvel just seems to be so engrossed with itself. In a way that a lot of other uh, comic imprints, or whatever, aren't. It seems to be very in love with its own universe and its own oh, continuity. Yeah, and that yeah. that always leapt out at me. I'm just like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to take all the work it takes to get to know this. Right. Like, I always felt know? some of them still could stand on their own, though. Like I understand yeah. your point. Like it was like one whole season was subtitled "Neogenic Nightmares," part like one through yeah, twelve. Right. But there were episodes in there where I didn't think it was missing much yeah. you know it, it might have had a, a snippet yeah. here or a scene that yeah. might add to the overall, overall thing but the yeah. majority of the story could have stood on its own they yeah. were just working other storylines from the comics or other villains into this story yeah. to tell part of it and it would advance the narrative but you could still see it as its own thing i thought well i had, I had friends who would tape it on a regular basis okay. and i had a feeling that if i had done that and had been able to watch it as a whole I probably would have appreciated it a lot more, but but not because I knew I wasn't going to make the appointment viewing to see every episode. Right. And so knowing that in my head, I was just like, well, I know I'm not going to follow up on this and I won't know what happens next because I won't ever watch it. Well, so, here's where it gets really interesting. Uh, yeah. With X-Men especially, it doesn't matter if you did watch every single episode, you mm. still wouldn't know what's going on. Mm. Uh, what? <laughs> Saban is the company that made it. Uh, so they're the ones oh, doing it, right. but it was licensed out to different places for the animation. Right. Yeah. Who, and who? you would have scenarios where they would license out these episodes and these story arcs, and they wouldn't get done on time or sent in on time, and so they were played out of order. Oh, so you had the dark, you had the sake. Phoenix, you had the Dark Phoenix and Phoenix Saga that was in season three, and also parts of it in season five. So two years later, you were getting these things where like Jean Grey is back to life, which has already been back to life in season three. So why was she dead in season five? So it didn't even matter if you watched every single episode. Oh, you sake. and and the DVD release yeah. is in the TV order, right. not the actual story what? order. Mm-hmm. Why they had did twenty. They, do that? they had twenty years to get it right, and they failed. I oh friends. I had friends who taped them 
all in the in the in the order. Mm-hmm. So they would yeah. know what they were onto there or or oh, they would know either weird. from the comics and they would know that something was up. So like when I saw when I first watched the Dark Phoenix saga part of it, I yeah. watched it all in order cuz my friend handed me a tape. Smart. You yeah. know. Wow, that's bad. So what, what they do, but they like did. They aired it? them all out of they, order. They dub it from VCR to VCR to like rearrange the. Well, that's what order. I always did. I or, would film yeah. my favorite shows on VCR and then film it from one VCR to a second VCR to cut out the commercials. Nice. Yeah. That's what he And then it. I'd make custom little boxes for them, that's put them on my shelf. Oh, wow. And then I'd loan them out to friends and never get them back. Do you still have some of those? Do, do, do. I have a couple of them. <laughs> okay. I think I have my Digimon ones. All right. I want to. I want to take pictures of those and put them up on like, the website just to be like, look at this cool like kid creativity. I'll find it. Yeah, and I probably would have been like. I probably would have been between seventh and tenth grade when I yeah. did that. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, I did watch in preparation for this. Like I watched kind of snippets of the Spider-Man show. Um, one of the ones I was more interested to revisit because I know it was sort of they used a different production company. Like X-Men and Spider-Man was all done through Marvel animation ish and both were saban saban yeah, yeah. right they were yeah. both by saban so they had a similar look i think iron man was too was it not uh that i'm not sure about i know okay. hulk was not hulk was hulk a totally was different company really yeah because they did a, they did a, they did a secret wars crossover yeah and they couldn't bring hulk in because it was owned by somebody else huh okay weird. Mm-hmm. no i would have loved to yeah, he was not in the that. secret wars from that show right i remember yeah. he was not there um but uh, I did watch uh, the Fantastic Four cartoon. I watched okay. an episode of that. Now, is that the one that has um, the robot instead of the Human Torch? No. There is one that has that. Was it the 70s one? The 70s one. They were afraid kids were going to light themselves on fire. Oh, And my so gosh. they had a robot instead of the Human Torch. Oh, for heaven's sake. Was the robot horrible. the Flaming Torch? No, it was just a robot. It, okay. Wow. And uh, I, that would... In the... The original like Human Torch was like some sort of Android creation, so I wonder if they harked back to that. But no, they just no, made him a robot. No, and I forget the name okay. of it, but they did release when they started putting out the Marvel Legends action figures. Yeah, they made a Fantastic Four line, and he came with it. Oh, oh my wow! Gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> that's impressive. Uh, and then the, the '60s one had Human Torch, right? The '60s Hanna Barbera one. That I don't. I, that I don't know. I don't. I, don't I, I mean, '78 was Hanna Barbera. With the exception of Super Friends, I really yeah. do not know old superhero cartoons. The reason why yeah. I know about that is because I remember just reading about when that figure came out because yeah. I used to get Toy Fair magazine yeah. when that figure okay. came out they were all super excited that it came out because yeah. they're like because what a dumb that... character to have ever existed <laughs> yeah. in the first place <laughs> but I watched I watched uh, so it was a 1994 Fantastic Four cartoon okay. and it was, uh, it was it was done completely separately um, from a lot of that other stuff you know it wasn't Saban or anything this one had Namor in it which was pretty cool I always like Namor, uh, and he was up. he was more significant in that storyline than I think he got credit for. Yeah. Um. Later on, you know, when yeah. all cartoons or when all um comics yeah. started to get a little bit more serious. Yeah. Then obviously his storyline fit in a little bit better. Yeah. But even early on, he was uh he was a pretty realistic um. Well, as realistic oh, as a man from under well, the sea. Well, no, no, no. What I mean, <laughs> what, how, how, how do I want to phrase this? He, it wasn't just like, and here's our bad guy for this week. Yeah. Like there was actual. Yes. And, and, that, and, and that's what and that's what I liked about it watching that. I was like, wow, Namor is such a cool character. Yeah. Why don't we see him more? But early on, it was um, like that in the comics. So from yeah. my my memory, I think I read the first He's just trying to protect Namor his transition. homeland, right? But right. he does it in a way that would seem villainous. But then later, he and Sue Storm are like, oh boy, that actually happened. That there's. Um, Namor was coming on to Sue Storm in that episode, which is like I wasn't impressed by much by this cartoon. Let me have you know, <laughs> but one thing I was impressed by was the writing and pacing of the story. I, you know, I was like, you know, this is still I'm engaged and I care about what's going to happen, 
And I was kind of surprised by that. Didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> Thought it was just going to be how I look at... Because I, from what I watched from Spider-Man, just like, gosh, there's so much going on. This is just... I have, like, eyes glazed over watching <laughs> Spider-Man. But Fantastic Four I was engaged with, uh, even though the animation is kind of crappy. And that's it's, from what it's year? It's not okay. 94. Now, was... Did Silver Surfer show up in that at all? No, not the, the one other one I saw. The reason... Well, I know Silver uh, okay. Surfer came in... Kate was a later Fox Well, cartoon. here's the reason why or Was I that asked. Fantastic Four a Fox cartoon? Mm, I didn't watch it on Fox. Okay. I I think I watched it on USA. It was all on right. USA I, early in the morning. That's what okay. I remember. I asked about Silver Surfer be because I didn't even I know there was a Silver Surfer cartoon. Yeah. I honestly did not. I and that. and I have heard from other folks that that's like one of their favorite ones despite the fact yeah. that it was like one season. I don't even know if they played the whole season. Yeah. And it was apparently like really really true to Jack Kirby's vision. That's what my friend uh my I have a work friend uh, Carl and he was telling me about Silver Sur- the Silver Surfer cartoon and he said like yeah, they really tried hard. So he said the hand-drawn stuff, look, they tried really hard to make it look like Kirby, and they did a really good job. But Which the, I, I and, can and then understand. he said they put all this CG garbage behind it. So he said every other scene, you're just like, ah, cool. Ooh. I, ah, I have cool. vague <laughs> memories of a commercial for Silver yeah. Surfer, but not enough to want to watch it. Uh, with King of the Hill? Because there is one, and I'm going to put it in right now. Mr. Surfer? Have you ever considered propane as an alternative energy source for that board of yours? With a little retooling, I could get it to work. Tell you what I'm going to do. Being that you're my neighbor and I like you, I'm going to give you the new neighbor discount and a free t-shirt. So what do you say? Take a ride on the Cosmic Tide on an all-new Silver Surfer next as Fox Kids Heads for the Hills continues. Just think, with repeat business like that, I could eventually be supplying propane galaxy-wide. I don't think so. I don't think that was it. Yeah. That thing I just yeah. saw with yeah. my brain. Yeah. If we all yeah. have the Google glasses. Could I have watched that? Yeah, right yeah. Now? yeah. Do it. Put it on. Whoa. Put it on. Oh, buy the propane there. <laughs> but I just, so that was just a random. That was just a random side. But I know nothing about Silver Surfer. And I want yeah. to point out, like, I say things as if I have authority or knowledge on them. But really, I'm just speaking on my own memories and understanding. Okay, yeah. You know, so like if I'm wrong, I like we're gonna follow it up with something different. <laughs> no, 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 no. If it's I'm not like I don't talk about, but really, I'm just talking out of my butt. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I am talking out of my butt, but more I'm talking out of the, the butt of my heart. Uh, All right, and that's, uh, that's the best kind of butt. <laughs> that's the best kind of butt. <laughs> yeah. So if I am wrong, if I if I'm getting something totally off base, please yeah. let me know in the comments to this, which I'll never read. Uh, don't uh, let me know at all. They will read the comments, and I don't. No, no, I won't. Screw you guys. I'm never gonna read them. <laughs> you let me know. I won't be paying attention too much. Yeah. So. Yeah, very good. But um, but uh, yeah, so that that um, Fantastic Four had not very good uh, animation during the show. The intro animation was kind of good. Well, that's sort of a weird thing because that I think yeah. ties into the original. I don't want to say pilot, but when you have to pitch something yes. to a studio, a lot of times you're using put in that intro. Footage. And if you want yes. a great example of this, watch the intro to the Thundercats. And Ghostbusters does that too. Is it the, the same the, thing? The, the real Ghostbusters. The real yep. Ghostbusters. Same but thing. watch watch yep. the intro to the Thundercats, and then watch which if we want to talk about yep. Rankin Bass, that was done by Rankin Bass. Yep. Um, and then watch. Well, the first couple episodes are a little better, but watch yeah. anything after like the first season. I think it was fifty four episodes. Yeah, for syndication purposes. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So watch anything that came later on, yeah. and you'll see a. I mean the the drop in quality is 
ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's not a and surprise. The, and that was the thing with the Fantastic Four cartoon is it was done by Kennedy Cartoons. I don't I, know if you've heard of them. They not. animated a lot of Tiny Toons. Okay. And they animated... Oh. Was that an Italian company? Or meaning no, the Italian artist? it was Canadian. Canadian. Glenn, Glenn Kennedy was well, the last name. Well, the okay. voice um, actors in the X-Men were... Canada. Canada. Yeah. There's a lot of that. But the voice there. actors in Spider-Man movie. were yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Which huh. means that when they wanted to do crossovers, they found them too expensive. So <laughs> a lot of times, instead of sending the whole cast over, they would yeah. just send one or two characters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes way more sense. Uh, but Glenn Kennedy, he did... Another thing you might know him for is a uh, pup named Scooby-Doo. Oh, and that's I, a great cartoon. Yeah, and, 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 okay. if you know, and if you sort of know that... You could probably picture this in your mind's eye. You know, sometimes when they sort of have like their mouths off to the side and like an ooh kind of a thing, like yeah, and yeah. they have their hands kind of behind them. That's Kennedy cartoons. Okay, that's really? like that's okay. like a trademark of Kennedy cartoons. Um, a lot of people don't like them because they use a lot of stock poses uh, over and over again. But uh, it's day. fine. Yeah. It's fine with me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I'm kind of a big animation nerd. But anyway, but that's it. But it does look really. That Fantastic Four intro looks weirdly cartoony. Like it looks like this is, I don't know, this is too cartoony for a superhero show. I don't that that isn't Plastic Man. You know what I mean? Right. So fair. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I watched it, and uh, one of the char- the actors on it, I I knew immediately the guy who played the thing, uh, was Chuck McCann, and he played. Uh, I I knew him because he played. Uh, some of the ghosts in the Pac-Man cartoon. Might I know him from anything else? Because I don't <laughs> think I've was, seen the Pac-Man cartoon. He was cartoon. in other things. I remember just looking to be like, gosh, he's just like an, he's like a voice, in, uh, one voice in one episode of every other cartoon ever made. Gotcha. So no. you probably would have seen him anyway. But anyway, that was my experience watching Fantastic Four. You were saying that uh, the Fantastic Four was by a um, fairly famous Italian oh, composer, wasn't Georgia it? Oh, Moroder did, did the theme for uh, for the Fantastic Four cartoon, which, which when I saw that when I was reading the credits, trying to glean some information from yeah. the credits... And I saw that it's like music composed and performed by Giorgio Moroder. And I'm like, what? What? What else? What else has he done? <laughs> Why? Uh, he did a lot of work in uh, disco and electronica in the late oh, 70s really? and early yeah. 80s. Yeah. Um, he also infamously released his own version of the 1927 film Metropolis. Oh, using, that. Yep, using his own work and compiling music from Queen okay, and Pat Benatar. Right, yeah. So I'm yeah. a huge Queen fan. Yeah. But I never, honestly, like, I don't take the time to do the research. I just, I love yeah. the music. Yeah. I love yeah. Freddie Mercury. I have a yeah. Queen belt buckle on right now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. the I knew that Freddie Mercury was somehow involved in, in Metropolis. Yeah. But I was like, that's way too early of a film. How did that work? So thank yeah. you for yep. making the George connection. Giorgio Moroder produced a, a, yeah. cu- a cut. As I'm yeah. thinking, the, the Amazing Spider-Man theme was written by, I, I mentioned a couple of other themes he did. Yeah. But the music of Eternia. Uh, is the music from the He-Man film? Oh. Or not film, not film, not film. The He-Man TV series. Yeah. And what's interesting about that, if you ever look it up, you can YouTube um, Music of Eternia. Someone really went through the effort to do this. Oh, they wow. had a Spanish release of the soundtrack. And yeah. one of the things that's most notable about He-Man is that each of the characters had multiple versions of their own theme. So huh. Orko had like two or three themes based on whether he was scared or happy or whatever else. Oh. And it's really, it's it's really, for a, for a film, for, I keep saying film, for a TV show made to sell toys, yeah. the music is really notable for being huh. actually pretty diverse and significant. Wow. wow. So. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to talk a bit about Spider-Man, because that was the one I watched a lot. Yeah. Um, that was sort of the gateway for me to comic books themselves. I, I, yeah. I, I started watching this show on TV. I thought it. I thought it was great. They they told the stories well. They were all serialized, which you said you had a problem with earlier. I, but I, I, I wouldn't have if I had had access to all the chapters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. More ready access. Right. Yeah. Um. But still, like what it hooked me, and what hooked me the best is that they they brought in 
everybody that they could from the rogues gallery. Yeah. And that was another thing. Like X-Men, we knew it was the battle against Magneto and other stuff would come in. We saw yeah. Omega Red and all this other stuff. But every episode I, I watched uh, of Spider-Man, I'd see the Scorpion. Then I'd see yes. the Shocker. Then I'd see the Vulture. Then I'd see the Green Goblin, the Hobgoblin, Kingpin, the Spider Slayers. I, mm. I was I was wondering where all these characters came from. And so I made it a point every day after school, I watched it. Saturday mornings, I watched it to see mm. what was coming next, what I missed, what I was... What I was um, what I was in for, um, and I, I just thought I thought it was great. They they told they weaved storylines in from the comic books in their mm. own way, you know. If if you're a big Spider-Man fan, you know about the death of Gwen Stacy, yeah. and they yeah. they did that in the series, but they didn't have they did? Gwen Stacy. They sort of found a way to get it with uh, Mary Jane and and echoed the storyline without the killing Mary Jane. Yeah. Like they they she fell through one of the uh, portals created by the spot. And so when she fell off the bridge, she went through this portal and was just lost in this dimension, but she was gone for a while. But they mimicked it. The same thing, the Green Goblin taking her to the Brooklyn Bridge or the George Washington Bridge or whatever whatever bridge it was. Yeah, I think it was George Washington. And knocking her off that bridge and Spider-Man not being able to get her in time. They did stuff like that. They did... um, I think they did an episode like the where he was unmasked by Dr. Octopus and then it... And then it was forgotten. They huh. did some of the clone stuff that they did with the Jackal. And they did in that oh my God, bad really? comic book storyline that everybody hates. But they brought the Clone Saga stuff in there. The Clone well, Saga did stuff. They really? Oh, yeah, the Clone Saga stuff are really know. interesting. And one of the things that I, I, I think that they did that speaks well to Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, it, it went on for five seasons. Right, five, yeah, five seasons. Five uh, seasons, yeah. and it didn't, and it didn't stop going series, on. Right, right, and then they had follow-ups, but it didn't stop because it was unsuccessful. Despite the kind of wackiness of the Clone Saga, people were still hooked. Yeah, the it stopped because of some conflicts within the studio, but it was mm. still a popular show. Right. And, and not only was it introducing characters in that way, you know, X Men introduced a ton of characters. It's nature X Men, right? But I think specifically about a scenario like um, Mr. Sinister's Nasty Boys. <laughs> they were there, like they yeah. were in the show, and some of them didn't speak at all. They just showed up and they introduced yeah. them by name yeah. some of them did speak some of them right. you know but but and, and and while in my mind is this mythology that went with x-men of like really interesting unique things about the characters that i liked these aspects of them the spider-man show was so much more attractive because i was always drawn to the same hero yep. it wasn't mm. based around this guy's experience or that guy's experience because i might you know i loved beast and as I said earlier, I love Morph, but I wasn't wild about Wolverine. He didn't hit home with yeah. me. Right. Nobody yeah. likes Cyclops. I, you know? <laughs> I, I, I think that's what had me try a lot more often with Spider-Man than I ever did with X-Men, because it, fo- it had a singular focus. At the very yeah. least, in a way he that was X-Men was there. sort of to me disjointed, yep. at least from, from an, on a very surface level. Okay. So it seemed more daunting to me, so I didn't try. That, which, <laughs> you know? which I think which I was probably, in the same which boat. Which was probably from the sound of it. My mistake. <laughs> I had maybe two yeah. X-Men figures, just as an indication right. of my interest in it, maybe two X-Men figures, and dozens of Spider-Man. I mean, yeah. I, I just, I was enamored with that series because even in the serial nature of it, if I missed something, I didn't feel out of the loop because, oh, here's another new bad guy. Here's another thing. Yeah. And I remember, um, oh, gosh, what's the name? There was a fella who was like in a wheelchair. He had a ponytail. And then Professor he got trans... X. No, 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 no. Oh, and then Spider-Man? he got trans... Yeah, and Spider-Man. And then he got transformed into this guy who had like... Was Task his name? There no, was, was... Oh, it was... Um, and then he had, like, one of the Smythe, Smythes who created the Spider Slayers, Okay. Right? Okay, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then... And then... And yeah, and then you had like... They had a figure of the stackable robots and one squirted water and they had him with like you know and just things like that that I said like and and so part of me now looking back says oh wait did they just put them in the show to sell a toy 
But another part of me says, but even if they did, I remember thinking it was awesome. Yeah. I remember yeah. I was excited oh, yeah. about the toy because I loved the character. Right. Because yeah. I like what they did with them because they were really cool and fun and interesting and unique. And I mean, Tombstone, I remember showing yeah. up. Tombstone and, was in like, there. Like, what a, what a random person to show up, but... He wasn't just thrown away like right. the Nasty Boys. He, right, it yeah. was, and they, mm. they brought in like the crime enforcers mm-hmm. and, and the mob guys. Like so, they brought like Silvermane was there, and it, and uh, and ha- and Hammerhead and Tombstone. And in that way, like I think Spider Man was definitely the comic I bought the most of mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. in in high school. I bought you know all the trades of the Amazing Spider Man. I bought Ultimate up through I don't know how however many issues I bought it up through, and I and uh, I. The first time I ever skipped school was to go and see the Spider-Man movie when it came out, <laughs> and uh, and it was actually I think it's probably the only time I skipped school, but it was it was something that really attracted me because the character was not only singular like you say Nate where at least you're invested in him, but yeah. he was super appealing. The X-Men had some teenagers, yeah. but like Spider-Man was a high school kid yeah. and a, and a yeah. fun, he was a nerd, so he was I mean yeah. and and I think they knew their market too. Was he a well, high school kid in the? animated series i think he was in no 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 he was well point. no i think he was just working at the daily planet okay but, but or daily bugle not daily, daily, planet. Yeah. daily, daily bugle <laughs> yeah. but yeah. uh well, but but, but in the comics he was yeah. in the comic in the comics he was a kid still yeah and right. so while the show attracted me to him then when i start reading the comics now he's even more appealing yeah. now he's right. you know you you weren't um you weren't generally reading comics if you were also you know, out uh, scoring the winning touchdown for the football game. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not saying people weren't doing that. I don't mean yeah. to pigeonhole fans, but since there there was a real appeal to a nerd character who yeah. had something so much more complex to him beneath the surface, hmm. and the show touched on it, right? And it got you interested in the comic, and the comic expanded on it, and you just sort of fell in love with all that. Right. Yeah, definitely. I I like that too, and um, I wanted to tack on. I I don't think I realized this at the time. I realized it years later. But when you brought up the L.A. thing, they used L.A. actors because Hank Azaria was Eddie Brock in Venom. Really? Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. Mark Hamill was the Hobgoblin. Okay. That I knew. Uh, that Mart- was, yeah. Martin, La- Martin Landau yeah. was the Scorpion. Martin Landau Martin was Landau that? did Mac Gargan the Scorpion. Wow. Man, you know, from so- Ed Wood to Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. And so there were so many like recognizable yeah. voices. Um I mean, there's more that are escaping me, but they had yeah. a lot of those, you know, and, and you see it. You see it with others. You certainly see it with Batman too. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of those guys were doing work for the Spider-Man show, and and you yeah. know, I I don't think I put it two and two together at the time. But when you watch him again, you're like, oh, of course, that's Hank Azaria. Yeah, doing, yeah. Doing Venom. Mm-hmm. You can point that out you know? when, you, when you're older. Mm-hmm. But um, and I thought it was just that was that was what got me. And also, I, I mentioned it in our outline: the Spider-Man yes. cartoon. Oh animator. my gosh, I spent so much. Time I did on too. That. I spent so much time on that. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I was actually great. Uh, met up with a friend who I hadn't seen in almost two decades. Uh, I, I met up with him because uh, he lives in Chicago now, and my wife's family lives in Chicago, so we made a point to it. And one of the first things we talked about, I was like, man, do you remember all the time we spent on Spider-Man <laughs> Cartoon Maker? And for, for him, he's like, you know, those the, that early time we spent on that, making up our own stories with it. Yeah. Real, I feel like that had an influence on me as a writer, you know, like it's like because that made me interested in storytelling. Oh yeah, that made me care about. If like they, there was some, you know, 
emulated version of that cartoon animator I could have for oh, my yeah. Mac because it was it was be. a Windows thing, so you yeah. couldn't get it on a Mac. And I have a Mac now. I would I would still <laughs> I would waste so much time. My that, wife would be so angry at me. That, that, that has it's to be it. that has to be on an abandonware site or something. I think like it, I, that. certainly the Windows version is. I did look yeah. it up. Did you? Yeah. yeah. There's a oh, Windows version not there, but I I think the uh, yeah. my. You know, you probably load up DOSBox and get like Windows ninety five on DOSBox. Could, could try to do that. that way. But, but I, yeah. I think about you know the Spider Man when the movie came out in two thousand. What was that? Two thousand two, two thousand one, two thousand two. That that, two. that that when that film came out, you know, I remember reading a newspaper article saying like God, that, was that it gave years ago. that it was giving hope back to the superhero genre. Now, if I'm correct, X Men came out before, right? The live action X Men yeah. movie. Yes, but they really they really saw Spider Man as being for whatever reason, whether X Men like primed the pump and then Spider Man, you know. Yeah, gave it right. the gas, Man, but like whole, they, they saw it as being right the one. <laughs> they, they they saw it as being the one to really move the the live action genre yeah. into motion. Okay. But but that After doesn't surprise me. Batman and Robin. Just having yeah. our just having our own conversation now about the animated series that doesn't surprise me. You know, yeah. X Men was amazing and it came out before Spider Man the cartoon yeah. and it was really groundbreaking. I think in a lot of ways and really effective for a diverse audience. But Spider Man had an appeal, despite all yeah. the characters in X Men and all the toys you could sell. Spider Man sold better. They sold yeah. more things. Right. They sold more diverse products. They attracted a different audience. And so there's definitely still something to be said about just... Um, you don't have to be groundbreaking. You just have to be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep, definitely. And I Let think... it be known for this podcast, Nate. You don't have to be groundbreaking. <laughs> you, know, you just have to be good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that's the thing. I mean, we I talked to uh, another friend of mine um, after, uh, before recording this podcast, and we talked about you know revisiting some of these cartoons and... You know, sort of saying like we revisited them; they're not really that great. I mean, especially compared to what we have now. Right. We yeah. are so spoiled with what's we are out very there now. now. Kids yeah. today are even more so. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like they have so many like the cartoons are so much better. Uh, well, in, in a superhero sense, for well, right. we'll get into that. But <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, I, I say the average is higher. Okay. For, let's say that the average yeah. is higher, and the content is more available. It's a right. lot easier for a kid today to find Batman the Animated Series today than it was for us to try to find, let's say, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. You yes, know, of course. It was course. impossible to find that yeah. as a kid. Uh, but uh, but they, re- I mean, but as much as you look back on them now and be like, eh, I don't know if this has aged super well, uh, compared to what had come in the 70s and the 80s and the 60s, this really was. These really were the best superhero cartoons since the Fleischer Supermans. Uh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go on break, uh, take a bathroom break, get another beer. Everybody, we're good. Yep. All right. See you after these messages. You may bend the most popular comic book in the world. You voted the television premiere, your favorite Fox Kids show. Now. Those amazing mighty mutants are back in one incredible hour that'll knock you out. Surrender, mutant. Of course not. This one is for you. Watch the series premiere of X-Men next Saturday morning on Fox. Hey guys, it's Bruno 1.0. If you'd like to listen to someone who's actually talented at what they do, Subscribe to the Geekiverse podcast and listen to Geeks Talk Wrestling. We cover Raw, we cover SmackDown, and we cover every pay-per-view. We keep it short, we keep it simple, and it's just for you, the geeks who know who the true money is. Saturday morning on Fox. 
Here's web in your eyes. Go where you've never gone. So fasten your safety belt. See what you've never seen. You lame brain. Nice to see you, too. It's the world you've been waiting for. He nails the dismount. Watch the all-new adventures of Spider-Man Saturday morning on Fox Kids. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you of our fantastic YouTube channel. Next time you go to the Geekiverse on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. That way you don't have to search or hunt or find or look for anything that is our great content. Then it'll go right into your YouTube feed and then boom, you know what's happening when it comes to the Geekiverse. Then share it with your friends. We want other people to join in and tell us if you don't like it. We don't care. We're just having fun. We want you to have fun with us. Be sure to subscribe, share, favorite, like, thumbs up, thumbs down, up, down, left, right. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So let's get to the show. Geekiverse YouTube. Do it. All right, we're back. <laughs> I tried to, I, we're back. Uh, I was, I, uh, for when I was coming back in, I accidentally counted up instead of counting down, so. Well, I wasn't sure where he was going to stop. I mean, you're running out of fingers eventually, but he's got two hands. Yeah. Okay, on 12th. We I back. knew what you were getting at. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, we talked about the rest. Now let's talk about. Batman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Who some who most consider the best objectively. Mm-hmm. Look, you can have your own opinions, it's fine. But uh except uh Drew wouldn't say that, would you? I well no, I think people can have their opinions, but it doesn't make their opinion right. Okay, there you go. Like, obviously everyone has their own opinions, <laughs> just most people are wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the thesis of Batman, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Batman is the law and he's right, and uh, everybody else is just wrong, and you better do what he says. Um, but um so yeah, Batman came out uh, in 1992. Uh, I believe it was September of 1992. I think its anniversary was like a week ago. Maybe. Yeah, it was, it, from the time we're recording this. From the time we're recording. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying anniversary um, from its initial, from the first episode premiere? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. From the first now X Men like September 12th or 13th yeah. or one of those days. X Men yeah. premiered in October with a couple episodes that were like terribly animated. They were done wrong. The night itself, oh, really? those episodes were like animated incorrectly huh. but they had Simpsons? to premiere it yeah right and so okay. then it was launched yeah in january yeah, i think okay. that, that happened with this right. that, that happened fix. with the simpsons yeah the, the the first couple the first episode they got back and it looked awful and so it premiered like four months late because it had to go back to the animation mm-hmm. studio for retooling they still, Didn't premiere, they do they still that with it. a lot of animated shows they it would make a deal about the first me. episode and then it would be like they show it in October, and then yeah. January yeah. the season starts. Well, Beast it Wars, me. Beast Wars uh, came out when I was in third grade. I love those figures. I love that 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 series was fun too. But um, they played the first episode, and then it was like over a year before they played any more episodes, okay. which I get with yeah. a computer animated thing. Like, yeah. Terror, but reboot did the same thing. Mm. I remember week after week I'd take swimming lessons, and so we'd film reboot so I could go home and watch it. 
And it was just the same episode. My mom, yeah, okay. did, my mom taped the same episode like 12 times. They just kept playing <laughs> Reboot over yeah, I think I do remember that. They like, did the that point a lot. That there were these really yeah. cool episodes that came later that I never saw because I didn't care because they yeah. just kept watching well, the same episode. Like, Ren, and, Ren and Stimpy was notorious yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you yeah. see the same Muddy Muddy they did a, episode. They did a lot on Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure like I'm the sure. first episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark came out in 1990 yeah. and then the show didn't begin in earnest until like a year later in 1990. Which makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're launching a pilot and you want to see how many people are interested because back then people would still write to the station right and say that yeah. was a really cool thing yeah. you know could you show another one of those and they, <sighs> they gauge it probably in part by that yeah no could be, could i be. wonder did they do that with batman no i don't know yeah thank you for bringing it back <laughs> <laughs> drew we just we just we just talked about the yeah. fact that i get too off track so <laughs> me, i hope you cut the first six minutes and 16 seconds of this okay um no uh but yeah batman came out in 92 um it premiered from what i can gather weekly from that okay. point um okay. Which, uh, I mean, if you watch those early episodes, they're great. The pilot's amazingly animated. Did they do it in primetime, too? Didn't they do a couple episodes or something it with that show in primetime once or twice? It wouldn't me. Um, I remember I watching it, it. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. But I do remember watching it close to dinner time when it was on, when it was on Fox. Do you remember it being like in like Here, at five o'clock or something like that? Here's Batman? what I or remember four? about the Batman cartoon. Yeah. Is that... It was a long time before I appreciated it for what it was. Yeah. I'll get into my memories of it later on, but I remember the WB logo would show up. Yeah. And then the logo would turn into the lights. Yes. And I would immediately change the channel. <laughs> when I was when I was younger, it was too serious. Yeah. Do you remember the PBS mystery animated intro drawn by um, the Edward, Edward Gorey? Yeah, yeah. I so I loved that, but yeah. I was too young to appreciate mystery. Yeah. But I boy did I love that part. Yeah. And so I saw that Batman intro a lot, yeah. and I always turned it off. I mean, it wasn't lighthearted. It wasn't no. even light-colored. It was well, so yeah. hyper-saturated. It really, yeah. like, depressed me, and I yeah. just turned it off as a kid. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into that more later on. We talk about more memories, but I was kind of like that, too, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was probably... It wasn't until yeah. it used to play Midnight on Cartoon Network. That's when I watched it. I didn't. We didn't have That's cable. When I watched we it had cable for, for one year and, when I was a kid. Yeah, and then uh, and then we canceled it. But during that one year in the yep. summer, I could stay up as late as I wanted and watch that. And mm-hmm. it would and it would be on at midnight. And yeah. that's when I finally started watching because I'm like, well, nothing else is on. And by nothing, I mean you now have cable with 100 channels, but all I wanted <laughs> was Cartoon Network. Yeah. Man, you and, know, that's, it's funny you bring that up because that's exactly when I really – because, yeah, it was on when I was a kid. And I watched it a few times. You know, I didn't really – it didn't quite click with me when I was that young. It was a little, little, bit, uh, little bit over my head, sort of the mystery and the nuance of it. Um, but, man, yeah, and that one – summer in Cartoon Network, what it, what it would be, and my brother did this, this is our routine every night that summer, was we would stay up late, Batman comes out right at midnight, and then after that, Dragon Ball Z. And then after that, we would play Star Fox 64 until we passed out on our sleeping bags <laughs> on the floor. Of course, yeah. And it was, man, what a beautiful summer that yeah. was. <laughs> it was such good times. That sounds a lot um, like um, my, my senior year of college. Only yeah. instead of Batman, we would watch uh, The Mass or Pastor Melissa Scott. Wait, the mask. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> the mask on EWTN. The yeah, yeah, mask. I, was, I almost thought you said the mask. Oh like, no, gosh, yeah, no, that's too Every much. Every night no, no. at college, watching would, the mask. Yeah, we, yeah. we would watch the mask or Pastor <laughs> Melissa Scott, and yeah. uh, and uh, we would call in and prank call Pastor Melissa Scott. Oh my god! And then we would all uh, pass out and go to sleep. <laughs> so it's kind of, kind of the same thing, right? All right. No, that's kind of the same thing. Here, you're going to hear a sound of me opening my beer. All right. Oh my! Um, I do that, I will tell you. It did premiere in prime time, September fifth, nineteen ninety two. 
primetime oh. premiere then started during the days mm-hmm. the day after. Ah. Yeah. On and Leather then, Wings was the episode. Yes, and on Leather Wings, that was a pilot. Um, yeah, thanks for, for judging that no up. No problem. Um, but real, I mean, that show really was striking in comparison with pretty much any other superhero show out at that time. Oh, of course. It was something that really leapt out to me watching it when I was a little bit older, when I was like 11 or 12, whenever whenever that summer was. Um, Well, first of all is the art style. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. That sort of, that, they, the creators called it dark deco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is such a it's perfect. perfect description, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's beautiful, and it's something that I think is missing from a lot of modern Batman interpretations. They take a very serious route. Those Nolan films, while I think are good, they're they're good quality wise. You know, yes. it's something where I can objectively look at and say that they're good. It's not something I ever really care to revisit. Uh, they I've never just, seen they, they don't visually. One. I mean, not not to say again. I'm not saying those movies are bad. I think they're good. It's just something that I don't personally feel like revisiting that much. But yeah. those. But I feel like that those that the the quote dark deco uh-huh. style is so striking and obvious, and it really helps to bring in sort of. It's, it still helps to maintain a pulpy feel, like you're right. watching, a, like you know, like a pulp detective. Thing yeah, well, like without, detective comics, you right? Know, like without, without making it too serious you know what I right. mean it struck right. such a perfect balance of mystery and fun and I think all that starts with the visuals of Batman it set the perfect like atmosphere yeah for the show and it was perfect at you midnight know? man I tell yeah. you yeah. I mean they did so much else along that the the, mm-hmm. the bad guys had actual guns you know, yeah. X Men and the Marvel stuff—they were all shooting lasers still. Yeah, right. right. They yeah. were shooting yeah. guns. Arcing back Batman, to GI Joe. Right. Yeah. Batman had—they were guns. It was grittier. Yeah. Um, and I don't know the rules shadows, on that man. because even going uh, fast forwarding to the gargoyles, they were still using lasers. Yeah. There were rules. There were TV, the reason they used lasers because it was yeah. there was some the sort rules. of rule. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not sure how Bruce the Batman Tim, characters using guns work. Bruce Tim said that they got around it because you notice like they use a lot of Tommy guns. Right, mm. and he said that the thing was is that wasn't a gun you would usually find in a kid's in a in a father's bedroom. And they said so. He said that's how they got around with it by using these antiquated so place it like back out of the time. But that's which, also which part fit of what, and fit in with the dark with deco. Yeah. But, which were perfect, and I love that that it was sort of straddled the line between almost forties period piece. And modern times, and I think and that's really part of what that. I didn't like about it. Really, is, oh, that's what is I love about I, it. I have a real, I, I am enamored by the look of things in the late 1800s going up into the Depression mm. era. Mm. Okay, and I love things again starting around the 60s. You know, mid-century modern is really yeah. broad from 30s up through 70s. Yes, but it's not until like really the 60s that I start to kind of like the look again. Yeah. I hate. The look of things in the forties. Yeah, really? um, I don't like it's the all car. rounded. It's all and... rounded out and mm. sleek. I don't like the cars. Yeah. I don't like you know. Like we talked about masterpiece mystery for a second. I love uh, some of that stuff, but I hate any episode where Poirot takes place in a city or that. I don't <laughs> like any of that. Like <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express, yeah. fine, you know. Yeah. But like anything where I'm seeing the cars, where I'm seeing the styles and the fashions of the forties, yeah. hate it. Yeah, absolutely hate it. No, see, normally I don't. I'm not a fan of sleek either. To, to me, sleek is a synonym for boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, got, you got Trey over no, here sorry. straddling his mic stand. I'm just stretching <laughs> out for a second. Sorry. Yeah, right. uh, Nate's got no. the comfy couch because he's the host, right. and we're both That's right. Yeah. Screw you guys. I'm just naturally I host fidgety, this. So I'm going to be doing yeah, this the whole time. Um, but but that, but there's something about 40s. Like, even though it is sleek to me, there's still a stylization of it that 
endears me to in a way that modern sleekness doesn't. But I think that yeah. like, the yeah. fact that I really was turned off to it as a kid and that I still to this day have no appeal to a 40s era of, yeah. of visuals really says something on how well they accomplished that. Yeah. Like, they nailed yeah, it. they did. And the, in fact, the individual episodes that stand out in my mind as episodes I loved yeah. were some of the ones that deviated from that appearance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or something that took place more in, like, uh, Poison Ivy's Arboretum or something well, like that. Well, yeah. the, 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 the two that are by far and away, and if we start talking about favorite episodes later, um, my favorite are mm-hmm. um, Sideshow. The one mm-hmm. where Killer Croc gets in with the yes. circus freaks, All right. yes. Which again, think think yeah. Great Depression era. That's yeah. when you had your your, yes. your freaks shows. Yep. Yeah. And um the the one I don't know what it's called, but the one with the sewer king, the one where the guy was kidnapping the orphans. Yep, I just watched okay. that one. Oh I my just rewatched gosh, that one. That was a genuinely yeah. terrifying to me as a child. Yeah. And wildly enthralling. Yeah. Now you know you say, but I loved you know Oliver Twist and yeah. old London and that sort and it and it yeah. to that story. You know, and and you could tell too when you're watching this that that these the people who are making this cartoon are just as nerdy as those of us who are watching. They care yeah. about those weird little details and they bring them in. I watched rewatched the episode The Gray Ghost. Oh, and, that was a yeah, really beware, good episode. Beware the Grey Ghost, and it's and it's they they mention things like film preservation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And you're like, man, you know, if you weren't into that, especially in the '90s, because you know, on the internet's everywhere. But if you weren't into that in the '90s, like you you had to be a super huge film nerd. And here's something right. I don't that know, stuff. like the Grey Ghost. And they bothered, they cared. Yeah. The way they talked about the Grey Ghost, yeah. to me, was almost as if they were referencing an old cartoon that used to exist. Yeah. Was that a real thing? Was the no, Grey Ghost was not a real thing, but no. but it, they did such a good job at it. Well, that's <laughs> right. I remember think thinking, like when you yeah. mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah. I never looked up the. Now that I have the internet and that yeah. exists, I should have looked up the Grey Ghost all no. those years ago. It's it's a it's a really great pastiche of the shadow. Do you think it's yeah. also? Yeah. Do you think it's okay. also a reference to the Watchmen by any chance? When Night Owl, oh, the heavens, new Night I don't Owl. Know. I'm not very familiar with the just, Watchmen. Just just for those of you who who know the Watchmen, um, you know, I'm uh, what I'm wondering is if the connection between the new Night Owl, Night Owl Two, and the original Night Owl, Hollis mm. Mason. I'm wondering if that was in part a. Um, kind of a connection too with that episode because mm. Night Owl is obviously you know this Batman overtone yeah. scenario yeah. Um, and he talks to his predecessor who mm. really inspired him and let him to be the next one yeah. and now I'm just reflecting back on that that's my that's my current bathroom read yeah. going back through the nice. Watchmen or <laughs> nice, Watchmen, nice. Watchmen I, I really Watchmen. should just buckle down and read that uh, but, go, uh, go use the bathroom we'll take, uh, <laughs> all right. we'll take a several take, hour take break a, take a, drop some kids off at the pool and, yes. yeah. you can't say that <laughs> why not that's just, that's just not appropriate oh well as, <laughs> cut well, it as long oh, as, your mother no think. no as long as it's not swearing <laughs> you can say any dirty crap you want as all long right. as you don't uh, no um, another nerdy thing that they really pay attention to and this really appeals to me as a as just crazy for old animation i love 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 classic animation and old cartoons and uh you can tell they watched a lot of those fleischer superman cartoons from the 40s uh, have any of you guys seen those the, the i have superman seen cartoons? very little okay. of yeah, that I and what really i've seen, seen was a buddy of mine in high school yeah uh like he lived uh, with his grandparents 
Yeah. And so a lot of the older stuff that was their yes. era, yeah. Yeah. he would watch. Yeah. So okay. I saw a little bit of it. That's also my introduction to silent films and everything else. Yeah. So I didn't see a lot of it, but I'd see it when I was there. Yeah. All right. And I've, I mean, I've seen those cartoons. They're beautiful. Uh, if please check them out. They're public domain. You can find them anywhere. So they're probably on YouTube. They're or on YouTube. Like they're on archive.org. They're if you insist a, on a, having any... them on DVD, they're at the dollar store for like yeah, the whole no, season. Oh, really? Okay. Or, or if you really want to, Warner Brothers, even though they are public domain, Warner Brothers did go through the trouble of restoring them. And you can oh, buy really? an official set okay. that they have. And that's what I have, and it's wonderful. Um, and the theme song is terrific. I <laughs> love the theme. That's my favorite Superman theme, is a theme to those old 40s cartoons. It's okay. just so... Can it's, you sing it for me? I've never heard it. Dun, dun, uh, how's, how's that go? Uh, this guy is Superman. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Man, now I've all I got in my, my head is the cool. John Williams one. <laughs> well, yeah, you put it in in go? post. Put it at the end. I, I'm going to put it in because it's public domain. I'm going to put it in right now. It's Superman! <laughs> I want you to loop it on come, itself. Like come a at Steve, me. Come you, at me. I want you to loop it like a Steve Reich piece where it, yeah. it just where it loops. Trips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yes. Batman. But you can tell that that was a big influence on them. And they've said as much. The creators okay. have said as much that that cartoon was a big influence on them. That, and of course, they wanted it to be popular, so they tied in some of the visuals from the Burton movies. In fact,. Uh, you were saying earlier about uh, how they took the theme yes. from the so, Burton movies, so one the of the Danny things, Elfman's theme. So, I, uh, if you listen to the last podcast, I talked about my interest in choral music. I'm actually a, uh, I'm a high school, well, all ages choir director and general music teacher. And one of the things I do with my middle school general music students is I have them watch examples of the way that music is used um, with images, whether it's with ballet, whether it's with you know, whether it's a, a montage or whether it's something like, and I always use the example of the Batman theme mm. and how well the ride symbol matches with when the fire shoots out of the back of his car yeah. and things like, you know, it, it's just yeah. really, really great stuff. And it's this, you know, and, and sometimes it's, you know, which came first, chicken or the egg? Did they draw yeah. it and they match the music to it perfectly? Did they do yeah. the music and they drew it? And, and sometimes yeah. you never know. But in this case, the Batman theme for the animated series is a variation on the Elfman Mm-hmm. theme from the film and then i found I, I never knew this i just found this out when i was researching for my kids yeah. they changed the theme part way through the series what Why? apparently they did a different version and da- i've never heard that i've never heard this yeah. theme in my life so i don't know Wait, if it was just... it when they paired it with superman and like a batman superman i honestly or... have no idea but i know but they, they changed the theme for that elfman worked with someone else a name that i wasn't familiar with yeah and they changed the theme to be yeah. that guy's work instead of Elfman's. Huh. So I know nothing Weird. about that. Be- I've never looked it up. I've never... I just remember coming across that and doing the research for my kids for class. Yeah. So it's something that if, you know, maybe someone... Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Take a look at that. Yeah. I, 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 I just look at all that's in my head is the yeah. Elfman one right. that's on the right. show. That's Which it's not... I mean, I want to point out, it's not that weird that Elfman wrote the theme for the Batman animated series. Uh, because you did actually have a fair number. The Spider-Man, Spider-Man's um, theme uh, for yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man. The same guy who wrote that did the theme for Mask, and he did the theme for a oh, lot of these really? 80s cartoons. He did a lot of 80s cartoons, but it was played by one of the members of Aerosmith. It was performed by one of the members of Aerosmith. That makes a lot of sense. Like Joe Perry on guitar. It was guitar solo. Is that his guitar? Oh, that makes all the sense in the world. You know, I mean, money's money. 
Yeah. Right. If you're yeah. a professional musician and you're willing to work for hire, well then. And you know, why and not? Did, and why you, not create a theme for a cool superhero? And you, why wouldn't you want to do that? That's neat. I had not thought of that. I'll just check a that out. random item about themes. Yeah. Back to well, Batman. Well, hey, hey, you know, hey, we're going to speak about music. We could talk about the music of Batman the Animated Series. Uh, it had a full orchestra. Yeah. Soundtrack, yeah. which at the again at the time was unusual. I mean, if you rewatch. Man, that Fantastic Four cartoon I watched—I mean, Georgia Moroder—it's all synths mm-hmm. uh, during the, the actual music right. and uh, for the actual music, and that's uh, that's kind of what it was for Spider-Man Two. You can tell it was a cheaper soundtrack, right? It wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't—you know—the million-dollar effort that Warner Brothers made with right. the Batman cartoon. And I don't think it's weird to have in in cartoons of that era an orchestra for the. Opening for the intro and yes. for the intro yeah. and for the closing because you record yeah. it once and you use it over and over and over again. Yeah. But to have it regularly in the series, right. yeah. you know, I mean, what I don't know is how many minutes of music were actually recorded for the show. Yeah, you know, it, you could, know, it could be they recorded two hours of music and they split it up. That's yeah. true. You know, maybe but if, they still maybe did it. If I watched a lot of it in succession, I'd be able to notice some of that. But yeah. I that never occurred to me when I was watching. They used it well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. and I don't think in in earlier shows, I don't think th- synth would be weird because you had instruments like the Mellotron that people loved. Right? Yeah, you know, you had these really cool, innovative synth instruments that people wanted to hear. Yeah. So when you're watching a cartoon series from the '60s or '70s, yeah. and you hear that, like, all right. Cool. That's yeah. the yeah. sound of the times. Yeah. That's what's right. popular. Yeah, but when you hear us the '90s one, it, it just rings to me as cheap. And you know what I mean? Like sure, it, sure. Like it doesn't ring as a sign of the time. It's like you couldn't afford a full orchestra. That's what right. I'm doing but this. but even but realistically, yeah. you're making a kids' cartoon. How many kids are sitting through a full yeah. orchestra? Right. When I'm at an orchestra concert, it's me yeah. and a bunch of gray hairs. Yeah. You right. Know? Yeah. And I think that's like an amazing thing about it is that Warner Brothers was willing to sink the money into this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I mean. Th- you know, you go in the the music, the voice cast. They know. they had the plotting the, the fact that they went for an all audiences. It really wasn't just a kids show. It, it was barely a kids show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, I mean, don't be wrong. Like a kid can still totally enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I, an old, probably a little bit of an older kid, because I know when I was when, when did it come out? Let's see, when 92. it came out, ninety two. I was five. It, I, it didn't appeal to me when I was five yeah. so much, but. You know, uh, but again, like, you know, as a 10 year old, I just thought, wow, this mo- this show is great. Yeah, you know? I, I remember very one of the strongest memories I have is how unappealing Batman was compared to Spider-Man. Mm. You know, going back and watching. Well, like, Spider-Man especially was fun and charming. And Batman was just like he was a boring old adult. Yes. I, you know, and that's something. Are you going to say something just about saying, that? And that, yeah. that struck me at, at the beginning, because when I like in the late 80s with the Adam West Batman on mm-hmm. the syndication it's this goofy oh, which I cartoon. love that show so much and I much. loved it I yeah. loved it and then I yeah. saw the I 1989 movie with Michael yeah. Keaton and it, it was darker and different but I, I still just couldn't be see beyond Batman fighting the Joker it was great and, and it's still this, hokey in a way right and this yeah. was not and so I think at the beginning I was like I'm not, I'm not sure what to make of this, but mm-hmm. like yeah. it was eventually because it was on every afternoon. Yeah, like if I, right. I, the TV would be on while I'd be doing my homework or whatever, well, I would see it and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm this f- is this is this is great." I so, mean, there's the Joker's still here, Mister Freeze is still here, the mm-hmm. Riddler's here a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then there's this Poison Ivy who I've never heard of before. Yeah, and yeah. all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and Clock all of a sudden, like the, the, I started to pick up on the subtleties that could happen. Yeah, yeah. you know. And man, and you know something. You know, we talk about the music, but also even the lack of music. You know, they, they don't always have it on, and that was something. Yeah. You know, when I was watching it, midnight really struck me. It leaves an eeriness because when there is music, it's important. And it's big and it stings. There's a lot but of when, silence. There's a pauses. lot of silence, right. and it's so effective. 
It's right. so effective. Well, That's one of the things that I liked least about it. You know, we've talked, yeah. Nate, a lot about how much I hate laugh tracks in shows. Yes. And if you ever watch, like, The Big Bang Theory or Friends are on YouTube without a laugh track, and you yeah. realize how not funny those shows are, yeah. when, like, there's no yes. laugh track yes. to tell you, oh, that was a joke. Yes. But right. this is awkward in that same way, but but it's not supposed to be funny. It's just supposed to be kind of jarring yeah. and yeah. upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, right, like, right. What, or just what, even, like, the sound of footsteps as, yeah. they're, going, as they're walking slowly away. Just like... like the, Oh, that's what struck me the most like the scenes where Bruce would be in his office yeah. and it's quiet and you hear that echo to Kevin Conroy's voice that slight echo yeah. in his office how mm-hmm. it rings out in the shadows and you can hear those footsteps like I, they yeah. made a great use of uh, space with the sound they yeah. knew mm-hmm. the space that they well were and I'd in. love to see um, what, oh, I had no interest in seeing the movie Rango until I saw um, I like some movie. some behind the scenes video of them yeah. filming the voice actors, yeah, and they actually had the actors in costume walking around yeah. with each other. So there was there was a reference. They weren't just reading in a mic. And yeah. once yeah. I saw that, I said, "Yeah, I would like to see this film." And yeah. I'm curious to know how they filmed, as you say, like that idea. You, you used a great phrase: the the sound of the echo in the shadows. Like, yeah. you know, or, or if, forgive me if I if I misquoted yeah. you, but yeah. like, but that idea that like. I, you don't think about sound and shadow going together in one thing, but that's a great description of this show, of yeah, what yeah. is really artistic about this yes. show. It's just so much okay. more artistic than, I hate to say it this way, but then a kid's program deserves to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you're, it's, like, it's like you're wasting, you know, you're throwing your pearls to swine almost. Yeah. It's really a beautiful I'll, piece I'll of work. You, I didn't care when I was five. Well, that's know? the thing. Like we said that, you know, yeah. it wasn't until I was older and like I had to tolerate it. There... I do think there is an acquired taste to a lot of art. Yeah. And I think this is a Certainly. good example yeah. of that. Certainly. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be maybe your first example. If I mean, that was maybe one of my first examples yeah, of, of my taste changing as I got older. Yep. Um, but, I, you know, and I think, too, with this series, I think if someone had never seen Batman before and I wanted to introduce them to who he was, what his world was... I think it would be the animated series. That's yes. what I would show. I, I think it captures everything that's fun about Batman. The rogues gallery. I think so. Um, the yeah. atmosphere, the world, in, in a way that's still fun and mysterious and interesting and yet easily digestible. I think so. I, I still think it's even more so than the comics. Like, what comic would you really point to someone to do that with? Right. I would say you know? there's one, one thing right. now that has come out that I would point them to instead. What's that? And it's the Lego movie. I don't want to oh get into God. it. I, <laughs> I love the Lego yeah, movie. I don't, I don't want to get into the Lego movie, but yeah. I, I I thought I would be really under-impressed by it. Yeah. And I was absolutely enthralled by the Lego Batman movie. I so think the that Lego might Batman, be... you know, for, for all the posturing that they do about making superhero movies mature, mm-hmm. you know, with this grim and gritty yeah. stuff, the Lego Batman movie is more mature than any of those. That might be that might be the one thing I would, as you say, about what what would you point someone to to say what Batman yeah. is. Mm-hmm. That might be the one exception, and and part of the reason it, to the cartoon, I mean to say, yeah. the exception to that, mm-hmm. and part of the reason I think is because of all the great references it puts in there. Mm-hmm. References to the cartoon, references to the serial, references, you know, yeah. it's got all these, and and so because of that, and, I and think it, that's and, a great introduction. And it talks to the nature of Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. a way, in a way that hasn't been done in movies. I think. Since the animated series, and specifically the Mask of the Phantasm movie, what did right. that a lot too, where it really got into Batman's character, and you know, 
Uh, I have no interest in seeing any Zack Snyder film ever made. I um, don't like Zack Snyder the, at all. But the thing I, is, uh, I hate his I, movies. He, he has been all. quoted. I don't want to give his actual yeah. quote on Batman because yeah. I uh, it's it's not something that I want to say in front of Nate's parents. Um, but <laughs> Thanks, look up mom his and dad quote, for listening. Look up his quote on on how he would make a Batman movie. Yeah, and but it's basically just like he wants to deconstruct the character. He's obsessed with Watchmen. He wants to deconstruct oh, Batman as if it's a Watchmen movie. And I think that Lego, which is funny because the set of bricks that you assemble and deconstruct yeah. <laughs> i think i think they deconstruct batman in a way that's so much more accurate and real yeah. and and awesome but yeah. there's nothing to do with this topic and we're relatable, gone off topic yeah, anyway, with lego yeah. but but uh but yeah i mean and you know batman animated series did also introduce a new character that entered the lexicon um, Wait, before we get into a yeah. new character, because you and I both have a shared hatred of this character yes. Trey, we haven't brought it up i don't know i don't know feel. how do you feel about harley quinn I I don't know if I have a I don't ha, I wouldn't say yeah. I have a hatred of her I I would yeah. say I am it's probably a mild indifference I think she's yeah. fine <laughs> like I think she's fine like cool. it never it, it never struck stuck yeah. out at me as yeah. anything like I, I it was it it made for some good episodes but it wasn't never like I yeah. I never became part of this. It, Big, it's got to be Harley Quinn all yeah. over the place now I mean and she took off enough that she yeah. got added to the comics apparently yeah. she's she's fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> I really, I mean, Drew and I have talked about this. I really don't like Harley Quinn. Can, I don't like what she brings. I don't like her design philosophy. It seems that it was just made by a horny comic book artist. Now, before and we that's get into why we have Harley how much Quinn. I don't like Harley Quinn, <laughs> yeah. can I, now looking back, yeah. Harley Quinn is, even in her most empowered comic book appearances, yeah. in my experience... Yeah. is it's only empowerment based on where she's been and where she's been is created to be a sexual object yes you see this in the cartoons you see this in the comics she was made for the cartoon mm-hmm. as a fetish and she's Paul, used Paul Dini in the has comic admitted a uh, Bruce Tim I should say or Paul Dean, I don't remember which one but ha- whoever it was admitted as such it was like a true and she's used in the hair. comic yeah. still as a fetish as a kid I yeah. didn't notice it was just yeah. a fun right. character yeah. but now you definitely do and now and it was the difference between a Harley Quinn outfit the, the, the yeah. standard Harlequin yeah. and now From when she's half Comedia naked Arte. you yeah. know but and yeah. you see that most at um, uh, Margot Robbie or Margot Robbie I'm not sure pronunciation yeah. but she is um, you know Margot Robbie one of the things she's a wildly attractive actress I mean absolutely gorgeous and one of you know, mm. probably one of the best looking actresses in Hollywood. But part of the reason mm. is because she's also smart and intelligent and, yeah. and tactful. And, and even when she's a bad guy, is appealing. Right? Yeah. And this character only exists to be a sexual fetish. Yes. And in the comic books, the only reason she has, you know, people talk about her in the comics now as being an example of someone who has dealt with and survived things like Stockholm Syndrome and things like abuse and whatever else. But yeah. the only reason is because of all the years of it she had to deal with as yeah. a character. You know, so that's really unfortunate that yeah. she exists, and and most people haven't read the comics. Yeah, they just yeah. see Suicide Squad or see a cartoon, right. And see her as a sexual object or as someone who is, um, yeah, or as someone who is abused instead of someone who is who is actually yeah. empowered. You need a lot of history to see her as an empowered woman. Yep, and you I, probably don't. I one hundred percent agree with with all of that. And if you do like Harley Quinn, hey. Whatever, man. The reason we mention it is she was made for the cartoon. Right. She was, sure. Yeah, right. And, uh, yeah, I'm neither a fan. First, point out some of the things that Just I really like. Just a little really bit, because like. this is really a celebration. Yeah. So but but I want to like, point out some of the things that I really like about the animated series yeah. without having... I mean, I, I have not by any means devoured this series. Yeah. But it nonetheless stands in my mind 
so distinct. I have I have just these very specific images in my head of characters in poses that yeah. I assure you, if I were to watch the DVD, I would be 100% correct about having pictured them this way. <laughs> I have these images that are just burned in my memory because they were yeah. done so well. You know, one example is that uh, Sewer King's alligators. Yes. I have a certain shot that I just remember. I remember the shot at the end of them bringing the kids up out of the sewer. Yeah. But there's, there's a few characters who stand out in my mind as remembering perfectly. One of them is Tempest Fugit, uh, the character who became obsessed with time after Batman made him miss his train. I don't remember that one. That's a that's a really neat one. I, I really really up. like him because watching um, rewatching some of these for this podcast, like man, this show this is really I, good. He may have only been, <laughs> yeah, have only exactly. been in one episode, yeah. Yeah. but I probably anytime I saw it was his episode, I would yeah. stop and watch it. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was so unique. And uh, and then Killer Croc because of the episode yeah. sideshow. We'll talk about yeah. that in a second. And Clayface. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Clayface was a really neat oh, character, that, too. Oh, we'll talk about that in my, one of okay, my favorites, because okay. I but, love but with, that So let me, let me first say why I like Killer Croc, and you tell me yeah. why I like Clayface, before I get into why I don't like Harley Quinn, because it's almost yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah. Killer Croc, anytime I see him now, it doesn't matter what iteration it is, I, no, no version, I think iteration is the right word, correct? No, uh, yeah, no yeah. version will ever be as appealing to me as the cartoon series version, because of what he had to offer. For reasons I don't understand, and maybe this is not a politically correct term, but I love circus freaks. Great. I absolutely <laughs> adore... I think some of them still use that term. Maybe. Like, but, like they, they self-appoint and, themselves. But, but the thing is, I'm freaks. not, you know, I'm not the guy who wants to stare and point and laugh at you. Yeah. I, I adore the diversity that the human body is capable of, mm. given just a mm-hmm. simple set of genetic codes. I love the idea of hypertrichosis langosa. I mean, I've got a beard, so yeah. if I wound up with a hairy face, what yeah. would I carry? You know? Yeah, I was going to say, dog, <laughs> like, dog face boy. Yeah, yeah but, but but I mean, uh, Jojo, if you want something interesting, look up Jojo the dog face boy. Oh, he spoke yeah. a ton of languages. He like, yeah. worked on the king. It's really That's crazy. That's fascinating. But, but so, I, I mean, and, and while some of them are terribly sad because of the... Or watch the 1932 movie Freaks. Freaks, Google gobble, yeah. Google gobble, yeah. one, one of us, one of us. us. Uh, anyway, if you... Some of them are, are tragically sad stories. Mm-hmm. And even the idea of giantism, you know, like Robert Wadlow could not live forever at that size. That's just... And so there, you know, there is a, right. absolutely a tragedy. But but there's just a huge appeal to me of the circus freak. Yes. And so Killer Croc is that. We didn't talk about this in X-Men, but some of my favorite characters were the Morlocks. They lived okay. underground because yeah. they were weird looking. They couldn't hide in public. Yeah. And I pre- now why I always was drawn to these, I don't know, but I was. So Killer Croc was always appealing you know, to me. It's funny that you mentioned that. I think I, I was I'm, too when I was a cuz I'm weird looking. Y- yes. <laughs> That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we both have beautiful wives. Yes, we're, right, we're, I know, we're right? Yeah, how people. The hell? <laughs> <laughs> but the and so that episode on so many levels, but the part that stands out in my mind more than anything else was at the very end of it. Killer Croc, it seems like he's made a home for himself. He's found yeah. people he fits in with. Finally, he can belong. And yeah. he's terrible to them, and he betrays them. And yeah. when he's arrested, the little boy who's the seal boy, I don't remember his name, yeah. asks him, like, why would he do it? And and he says, because of what you told me. You know, I don't, I'm not direct yeah. quote, but he says, you told me that I could be myself here. And this yeah. is who I am. And who he was was a criminal. Yeah. And a bad person. Yeah. Someone who wanted to betray. Yeah. And I thought, like, what a real, like, I look at him, and I think a lot of people look at him as just muscle. Yeah. He's the strong man. He's the yeah. you know wild guy. He bites through yeah. things. He doesn't you know. But like, what a beautiful statement for that character to make. Like, yeah. I was myself. I'm yeah. a betrayer. I'm I'm a I'm a thief. I'm a robber. I'm a criminal. And yeah. and you let me be me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like what? <laughs> that that was so. And, and that and yeah. that to me is the exact contrast to what the character Harley Quinn is. So. Tell yeah. me a little bit about right. Clayface first. Clayface? Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say let's go on a quick break 
uh, right? And then we'll come back with our favorite episodes okay, after yes. a quick break. I just yeah. did mine, so... Okay, yeah, I just did yours. <laughs> so, right, we'll... so we'll talk more about yours. <laughs> talk about ours. Anyway, we'll see you back in just a little bit. I am vengeance. 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 I am the night. The night. The night. The night. The night. Weeknights at 11.30. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you that we do have a Geekiverse store for all shirts that are geek. We have the Geek and Proud, Peace, Love, Prosper, straight out of Arkham, and the Geek University tee if you like it simple and blocky like I do. Now, that's at thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com, or you can do it real simple. Go to the Geekiverse and click on the tab on the upper part of the webpage. It's real big. It's real easy to see. We thank you for supporting us, but for now, let's get to the show. Weekday afternoons on Fox. Batman's getting busy. <laughs> Okay, everybody, we're back. And uh, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up here, talk about some of our favorite episodes of the series. Uh, hopefully to get you guys out there to watch it because I think it's wonderful and uh, not so much of Batman is uh, so easily is so easy to return to. Batman the Animated Series is very easy to return to yeah. and it's well worth checking out. But yeah, let's uh, get into some of our favorites. Trey, with some ears? Uh, I just and I just rewatched it too. Um, I I just think because it fascinated me is when I first watched it was almost got him. So it's yeah. the one where they're all playing cards, yep. and they're all telling their stories about how they almost captured Batman. Yeah, you know, and so Poison Ivy comes in and she settles up to the game and talking about how you know she shows them that she almost had Batman trapped in like her arboretum with a bunch of exploding pumpkins and yeah. you know how everybody gets away and and it's just these villains picking on one another, always they're poking yeah. fun, making jokes at one another. Everybody is dumping on Killer Croc. <laughs> is dumping on Killer Croc. Um, and I, I partially probably, like, his story is the lamest. He doesn't even get the flashback. He's like, I, I threw a rock at him. Yeah. Like, and and you, you find out why he doesn't really have much of a back at the, at the backstory in, in this at the end. But And it's it's just a, like a perfect snippet of each of the, the characters, yeah. I think, and how they interact. There's the idea that, you know, these are these are all villains – um, and we don't see them working together a lot in this series. No. I don't think we really see them do that at all. Not like how Marvel's villains band together. Oh a yeah. Ton. yeah. Um, but they're Not all. The but they, the, the the thought that they, they all these bad guys who can't kill Batman meet for a weekly poker game. Yeah. <laughs> where they're all cheating. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they're That's, all cheating. Yeah. Um. I mean, and there's some just great parts of the. Uh, the series, like in a microcosm, you get to see Joker's like late night talk show, right? Yeah. And and the and the TV, the TV, it's a black and white TV. You're going yeah. back with the dark deco stuff, like yeah, within yeah. the world, the TVs are black and white. Yeah. And you have like his his jaunty jingle for the show. Yeah. And and Two Face, Two Face is great. This was the, the show was the first I ever got introduced to Two Face. Yeah. You know, I and any of the other Batman stuff I had seen, I had never known who Two Face was. Mm, yeah. And I saw it, and I. I 
and it just fascinated me that the the half the half of blue disfigured face and the fact that he flipped a coin for everything yeah and he used it like in that episode he ties batman to a coin says if if it lands on heads you die you're crushed to death if it's tails you break every bone in your body and um just so much uh brought into that and um sort of a comic twisted yeah yeah and then and then at the end that like it's it's a sting operation, and Batman's wearing a Killer Croc suit, <laughs> and he just gets up and throws like Joker into the wall, and everybody else at the other table like flip him and point their guns. Wow! And he's got them all caught. That's awesome. Oh, as soon as he started talking about the episode, I remembered the coin. Like my first yeah. image yeah. of that episode was them at the table and the coin. Yeah. But I did not remember that ending at all. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, and that and that and that was just great. And uh, I mean, and they part of it and part of the Joker storyline, which started which intrigued me a lot the first time i ever really noticed or understood that batman and catwoman were attracted to each other yes and 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 had these feelings for each other even though she was a villain it's where i first understood like that it's more complicated than i thought it's Mm -hmm. more complicated than batman beating up bad guys in this because she shows up at and, and helps save batman from the joker scenario where he almost got him yeah. So it's um. There's a lot in that episode that that for me was uh, triggering memories of like how I began to understand the bigger world of Batman from the show, and it's all in this episode. Huh. So that's yeah, that's awesome. I like that a lot. I, I remember. I, I've heard lots of words of praise about that particular mm-hmm. episode. I'll probably revisit it after What's this podcast. Good? So a, a couple of my favorites are, I really liked um, one called Joker's Favor. Which I don't know if you know that one. It's about a guy. I don't remember the guy's name. I think it's like Charlie. Or, yeah, Charlie. It's like the and little he, schlub. He's a he's a little he's uh-huh. a little schlub. He's a little shlomo, and he gets uh, he cuts off Joker on the highway, and because of that, Joker immediately gets a grudge and pulls him into the weird weird underworld of Gotham. And I love that episode because it's just about you know what happens when this Schmendrick gets you know like wrapped up in this this. You know the the crazy crime world of Gotham. Can you define Schmendrick for me? You've just said three words. That, you just said three words. You just said three words that all started with a sh sound, yeah. um, and I've never heard the word Schmendrick used I, outside of the last unicorn. He's I, the wizard. I love uh, Yiddish, Yiddish slang. slang. I love it so I much. It, was it has such a melody. Um, but uh, but a Schmendrick is you want to be a mensch. You don't want to. You want to be a mensch, not a Schmendrick. You want to be a man. A man is a oh. mensch. And a Schmendrick is uh, a, a, a lazy so and so. Yeah, Schmendrick is the, is the name of the wizard <laughs> yeah. in Peter S. Beagle's Last Unicorn. Yes, yes. So I, I, but I didn't. I just assumed <laughs> yeah. that was a word he made up. Yeah, nope. Uh, it's a Yiddish slang. Okay. I love Yiddish. Also slang. <laughs> a Rankin Bass film. Yes. Last Unicorn. Uh, oh, I thought you say also a Rankin Bass film. Yiddish slang. <laughs> oh no, 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 no Last yeah. Unicorn. Music done by the band yeah. America. Oh yes, oh. yes. When the last eagle flies over the last crumbling mountain. Oh yeah, um, but I don't uh, have the soundtrack. It's only available in Germany. Oh, oh good lord! Yeah, let's Einhorn. Yeah, um, but uh, but I love but what I love about Almost Got Him, uh, not Almost Got Him. I'm sorry, that was yours. Joker's. What favor. I love about Joker's favor is, is just you know what happens when a normal guy gets wrapped up in this craziness, and. It's cool to see what he... And I, and I love stories about that, just like sort of the put-upon-every-man. 
You know, um, W.C. Fields did this really well in his comedies, and I love W.C. Fields' movies for this. Like, whenever I'm feeling grumpy, just not about anything in particular, just sort of like, I'm in a bad mood, I'll watch a W.C. Fields movie for sympathy, because his <laughs> movies are all just about, like, they help you feel oh, you're good. stupid kid, and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the neighbors, and just, just all these grumpy things, and, and, and I love that about joker's favor is it's a guy like that just to put upon every man who just gets so unlucky (laughs) and but he comes out on top at the end and he comes out on top in a really cool way that you don't really see coming and that's really vindicating for him and i won't spoil it for you and you should watch it because it's only 20 minutes it's not too much time to spend to watch something my joker Um, memories of the batman cartoon are not vast yeah the one i remember is I i remember fish being jokerized what do you have any memory of that like the fish he like released a poison or something, and the fish got jokerized, like it got into the water. When you said fish, I thought of the band. Oh, my apologies. No, yeah, the oh, band well. Fish yeah. got jokerized, yeah. and their concerts were even more unbearable if you're not on drugs. Was was there an episode? I think there was fans. an episode where he wanted to like poison the whole city with some cloud of yeah, poison. Yeah, and it started yes. off with fish. I, if I'm if I'm correct, okay. I, don't, I don't I don't remember, remember a lot of the details. That's but... that's my. What's funny is like I I can picture vividly. Mark Hamill's voice doing the Joker. <laughs> yeah. But that's my only memory of the Joker actually showing up wow. ever. Which that's something we didn't talk about was the voices. Voices are great in that cartoon. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a really good if you want to look up, you know, oftentimes like the top 10 lists on like um what's that? Watch Mojo. They're all, they're like the worst. Yeah. I I can't I'm addicted to Watch Mojo like I'm addicted to a train wreck. They're <laughs> yeah, the yeah. worst top 10 lists I've ever seen. But you but want I insist, to look through everyone. Yeah, but I want yeah. to go yeah. through them. But, yeah. but somebody, and I don't remember who, does a ranking of the best Joker performances. Yeah. Um, I don't remember whose it is, but but Mark Hamill is either number two or number one. And if mm-hmm. there was someone before him, um, they did a, they, I thought it was justified, their, yeah. their reason. And I thought, so look that up on YouTube. Like, the best yeah. Joker performance. It was yeah. it was good. It was, yeah. it was a really yeah. good. Mark Hamill's So great. we don't need to talk about it. Just watch that yeah. YouTube video. I think yeah. that's like a lot. Everybody loves him as the Joker. Yeah, loves him as the Joker. And uh, another thing I love, I'm a huge Paul Williams fan, and I don't apologize for it. Uh, Paul Why Willi- you? Paul Williams did a lot of uh, cheesy 70s love songs and things like that, yeah. and I love them all. Phantom of the Multiplexer? Phantom of the Paradise okay. is so Phantom good. Of the Paradise. I love that movie, but um, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> I love Phantom of the Paradise. I wish you could have um, seen Nate grab his yeah. hair in yeah. joy yeah. and yeah. terror yeah. Yeah. at the same time. I just, man, that, that movie, man. Um no, but uh, Paul Williams does the penguin. That's in, right. I in, forgot uh, who yeah. played him. And no it's way. Su- it's such a joy to hear him do the penguin. It's so perfect. His voice is just yeah. was made for the penguin. And uh, Nate has terrific. Paul Williams' autograph. I sure do. Oh, very. He, he, he autographed a photo uh, for me for my thirtieth birthday. Yeah, I, um, I, he does do a great as a penguin because it's it's different so from well. it's it's not Burgess Meredith penguin. No, it's not no, like no. Devito did it. It's yeah. it's really it's, it's more sophisticated yes. than subdued. But I will yes. tell you, Devito as the penguin. Like, if you ever have a question, there's a Ronald Reagan quote. Like, um, a lot of people wonder what their purpose in life is. Marines don't have that problem. Like, yeah. I feel like you know, a, a lot of people wonder what their purpose in life is. Danny Devito doesn't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> because he played the penguin. Yeah. Like, that's, that's his life's calling. I mean, yeah. like, honest and truly, I feel like God saw a Batman comic coming, like, in the yeah. future. Yeah. He, like, knew it was going to show up. He knew the penguin was going to be a character. He's like, well, I got to make that body. Yeah. And, like, just, and plus, Danny was born. Like, I've never... And I, and I will tell you that my yeah. first thing that made me even kind of consider watching the animated series was yeah. how enamored I was with Oswald Cobblepot, as played by Danny DeVito. Yeah. When he was eating that fish... 
Yes. Oh yeah. I just remember thinking like I should give that cartoon a chance. <laughs> yeah, right. That that, that guy's sweet. Yeah. That's so cool. So, but anyway, my other favorite one is a uh, feet of clay. F e a t feet okay. of clay. And what I love about it is just the villain. I love Clayface in it, and I love Clayface because it reminds me of um, Universal horror movies that I love so much. And those movies always, well, almost always, Dracula definitely doesn't count in this, but they feature sort of a, a, a tragic monster. Yes. There's a monster that terrorizes but also has a tragic edge. Right. Frankenstein's monster mm-hmm. is very tragic. The Wolfman is, has a tragic, tragic. tinge. Uh, Even the, the mummy man does. Yeah. The mummy does Even because he's forlorn. Right. You yeah. know, uh, there's that there's that tragic edge to it. And my favorite Batman villains all encompass that. Yeah. There's sort of these tragic monsters. Right. And Clayface is just perfect one because it is tragic. It's uh, you know, it's just a frustrated actor, and but he's also grotesque. And yeah. he's grotesque in a cool way that is animated by TMS so well. You watch his. Uh, spoilers death scene at the end of the second part and just the contortions that clay body goes through as it's getting electrocuted before watch that because it's a beautiful bit of animation that TMS did and I think he's a really great contrast to the character of the thing who you feel bad for him because he's changed in a way that will always affect him yeah, but he's the hero. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Here's the hero. Clayface is the villain, and he's yeah. a bad guy. And and, yeah. and Clayface it's... is enough of an interesting villain to me that mm-hmm. years after I'd given up my action figure collecting, yeah, and I've never collected an act- a Batman action figure in my life. Yeah. I bought a children's toy version of Clayface. I forget what they're called, but those children's posable superhero mm-hmm. figures that came out. Yeah. Um, I bought the Clayface because I thought, like, I don't know, there was just something so very appealing about that toy because yeah. there's something so very appealing about the character there's something that when every time I look at him it's like man that guy really has something going on for him yeah and it's like like this story the story you're talking about I remember it I remember the idea that like I had sympathy for yes. a living yes clay glob yeah. and, and Spider-Man had the Sandman Yes. yes, but I didn't feel nearly as sympathetic for essentially the same character. And they had Hydro, which was yeah, the water Hydro Man. Yeah, I, I I didn't feel nearly as sympathetic for the same version of the exact same thing. No, yeah. Clayface is really yeah, it's fascinating. It's sad. Yes, right. it is. You know, yeah, like right. right. But points to like another good thing about monster. the Batman animated series is there's a lot of these villains that had their own pathos. Like yeah, uh, the, the first Mister Freeze pathos. episode got pathos into him and his word. wife. Yeah, and um, you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the other? And it's just they 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 got into the downfall of Harvey Dent and how Two Face came about, and so yeah. that, I mean that's a sad mm-hmm. story. Yeah, I mean, and, and they they brought into that. So the, you these they just weren't scenery chewing villains on yeah. this show. Yeah. They 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 got into them and helped you like learn why they are this way or how they became this way. And yeah. I'm not surprised at that from the standpoint of very early on in the series. I want to say it was early 70s. I don't know this from having read the comic. I know this from having just read in general out of general interest. Yeah. The Riddler um, says in early, I think it's comic in the early 70s, he, he lets Batman catch him and, and commit him to an asylum. I don't know if it was Arkham Asylum at the time <laughs> or General Asylum. And he says like... I don't want to leave clues for you. It's not my desire. He says, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with me, and I can't mm-hmm. not leave these clues. And it's an it's an issue early on, like in, in a time when you wouldn't think they'd 
touched this. Yeah. In the 70s, where the Riddler admits to having a mental health issue as obsessive yeah. compulsive disorder. Wow. And he says, I want to just commit crimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to leave you a clue. Yeah. And I think that the the people who are the I think that the writers for the Batman series yeah. understood Batman in that way. You know, that was an early example of a character saying, yeah. I am deep. I'm right. not just yeah. like yeah. I'm not just something somebody made up on their desk and said this man will yeah. shoot butter from his right. eyes. Yeah. Like, this is the Candy you know, Man, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right? Which, by the way, was Con- like my Condiment nickname in college. King. The King. Yeah. Yeah. And that would make sense for the Riddler because if he really is this genius, why does he keep making up riddles that uh, Batman can figure right. out? Yeah, and right. and, wants, and does he like, want to be caught so he can go the get a storyline you'd expect now yeah. when people yeah. are deconstructing superheroes? Yeah. But in but for the but I, Batman I, I do already think it was, did it. Yeah, yeah, I do think yeah. it was early seventies. But please, yeah. you know, again, feel free. I'll read those comments, and I will not feel bad if you yeah. correct me. Yeah, uh, I often need correction, and my yeah. wife makes sure that happens. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, let me know if I'm wrong. But but yeah. I think that the animated series directors probably read those types yeah. of oh, stories. Oh, they did. Yeah, and they knew they them did. well, and they knew that these were real characters with real feelings. And and I think the yeah. idea that a lot of the Batman characters wear the suits. Mm. And they're very formal. Doesn't yeah. just speak to the introduction of them in detective comics. Because you remember The Batman? The comic, the, the show The Batman? Oh, the, the one that was the out like a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, and people didn't really like it. And part of it was because when they read the characters, they tried to make them modern. And that's yeah. just not appealing in Batman. And Jim no. Carrey as the Joker. I mean, oh, I yeah. will never... I will tell Literally. you this. You know, if we say nothing else about Batman forever... Yeah. That is a very important... I, I am so thankful that film exists because of Seal's uh, Kiss from the Rose. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a great tower. Like, that, yeah. like if, yeah. if, if it had to cause the death of careers of people, like Christopher O'Donnell couldn't do a movie again ever, I don't care. Yeah. I got that song. I would never have known about that sweet, <laughs> sweet angel. That, you know? So, like, give me the worst film in the world and give me that song? Yeah. Fine. Who yeah, cares? Yeah. Hey, you know what? For what it's worth, Batman Forever is a ton of fun to revisit today. I mean, the, 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 the holy sta- rusted the... metal, Batman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I, I mean, it's. I, I liked it at the time. Yeah, right. I liked it at the time. Right. I mean, I, I, I had just I'd seen Ace Ventura a year before, so like Jim Carrey was awesome. Yeah, this right. Is great. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you know. But anyway, those are those are two of my favorites: Feet of Clay and uh, Joker's Favor. I don't know if uh, you want to say any final words about yours. Well, and just because I don't know how Nate's going to edit this, so maybe yeah. we'll leave this in. And maybe you Boy, won't. I'm going to make editing. I'm going to make editing really weave. difficult for Nate today. Oh, right. Bing Boy. bong. Yeah. So. Uh, the 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 episodes that stand out to me again were and I, I already talked about sideshow so whether you yeah, want to yeah. how yeah. you want to place it but the other one that stands out and the episode that I remember for some reason is the one I don't remember what it's called but with the sewer king mm. and I think the reason that I remember that so much is and maybe this is because you know I'm a teacher now but I obviously wasn't a teacher as a child but I think that I've always for some reason things have always really impacted me when children weren't treated right i grew Mm. up in the best house you could have imagined with the most loving parents you could imagine and everything was perfect and when kids weren't treated that way it was Mm. really really hard for me Mm. and this the idea of the sewer king kidnapping these children you know oliver twist is very charming fagin as much as they you know may have tried to portray him as devil-ish he yeah. was he was great. I mean, in pick, one of the pick, early pick, in a the, po- pick a pocket's a fun song, right? Yeah. Hey, you've got to pick a pocket or two. Yeah, more. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but but you know, the sewer king was not that. And the yeah. thing that I remember more than anything else from that is when they pulled the kids out of the sewer and they couldn't stand the light. They yeah. couldn't stand the sun. Yes, that sticks with me like like so few things from my from my 
early childhood, that memory of like, those kids couldn't stand the sun. They were in the sewer that long. And it was such a wild episode that wasn't a giant half crocodile monster man. It mm-hmm. wasn't an insane penguin person. It was just essentially a pervert who kidnapped yeah. kids. Yeah. And while there was nothing sexual in the episode, there was yeah. child abuse. Yes. Yeah. And that was, I mean, name me another kids cartoon that was an entire episode about child abuse. And that really hits me in a strong way. This is, you know, I work with kids from age from age 10 to 18. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm really concerned about them being safe and them being loved and them mm-hmm. and them being in situations where they can grow and be edified. And, you know, that's one of my earliest memories of looking at something and saying, this is not what kids should experience. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe that episode is part of what led me to where I am today. I wow. don't know. But like, I, I remember that more yeah. more than any episode of any other cartoon show I've ever, mm-hmm. even once I went on DVD and I've watched hundreds of times. Yeah. Like the imagery in that episode yeah. is just so specific. Yeah. So specific. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, yeah, I rewatched that one uh, just yesterday, and I was struck by it. There's that, no, they were allowed, does, that they were allowed to do that. Does he show up in any other episode? I'm not. Not that I. I know mean, probably of. not. It's such a like that we talked about the PSAs and like the He Man that lasts mm-hmm. for a minute at the end of an episode. Yeah. Like what a P, like if if this is so. Here's my new thesis that I'm a teacher because like I watched an episode about a guy who kidnapped children. Like if <laughs> if that is true. You know, then then screw a GI Joe PSA about not starting fires yeah. when you're cooking a pork chop. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> this pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. Oh god, <laughs> you, you idiot! We're gonna die. Gun, gun, you're cooking. <laughs> but like, Boy, did that, that smell good! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you know that. Like like that. I mean, I can think of. No, and that was a time when I still didn't watch Batman. Mm-hmm. I was not into it. I was not interested in it, and and it makes me think like maybe I watched dozens of episodes and just don't remember. Mm-hmm. Because I, I why would so. I randomly watch yeah. that one? Yeah. yeah, you know. But boy, does it stick with me. Mm. Anyway, so we're gonna wrap up here, and uh, uh, so if anybody got any plugs, Trey? Uh, well, just uh, uh, coming in October on the Geekiverse. Look for uh, thirty-one days of. Stephen King will be a short story right. a day recommended to you guys if you want if you're looking to be spooked cool. for the Halloween season read a short story every day awesome. other than that I'll be uh, surely publishing other stuff there on yeah. the Geekiverse too yeah. so. you got a Twitter uh, yes my Twitter is at uh, Trey Whittish that's uh, T R E Y W Y D Y S H all one word. Cool, uh, Drew. I know you don't have really much of an online presence. Nope, I'm not a. Uh, but, I'm uh, not an online guy. But I'll plug the same thing I plugged last time. Please do. I wish you would. I am passionate about uh, choral singing, and I'm very thankful to be the director of the Lock City Glee Club, a men's chorus in Lockport, New York, with members from uh, all around the region. So please check out our website, LockCityGleeClub.org, or our Facebook. You can look up Lock City Glee Club. My, my, and uh, of course, I'm Nate. My Twitter is at Nate, N-A-T-E, underscore Lockhart, L-O-C-K-H-A-R-T. You can uh, follow me and see a bunch of nerdy stuff and see me get mad about the world. Uh, uh, But uh, also for Geekiverse, uh, you can follow stuff with Geekiverse on Facebook.com slash TheGeekiverse. You can follow them on Twitter at The 
underscore Geekiverse. You can follow them on YouTube at youtube.com slash Geekiverse, uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, same kind of a thing. And uh, also there are some podcasts, other podcasts, including Walk, Walking Carpet, Geek's Got Game, and a wrestling one, which the uh, title is evading me at the moment. I think it's Geek's Talk Wrestling. Geek's Talk Wrestling, there you go. And uh, the online merch store is thegeekiverse.storenvy.com. So, anyway, thanks all for listening. Uh, this I've, will be a bear to edit, but I'm going to do it. I really <laughs> and, uh, enjoy doing this with you, but yeah. just because it's your show and not yeah. my show, and I talk so damn much, yeah. I hope I'm not on it next show. Oh, yeah. Unless you really want to talk about uh, Universal Monsters. I don't know a jack diddly about a Universal Monster. Great. I read the book Frankenstein oh. twice. All right, great. But i never seen the movie. Well, good. Anyway, so thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, until then, uh, check out some cool old stuff. Watch uh, some old Universal Horror stuff. So yeah, follow it's along coming with up. Us. It's coming up next time, babies. <laughs> and if you All didn't right. watch any of the animated shows we talked about today, I mean, even though it wasn't my favorite, I can say Batman was the best. Yep. Uh, X-Men was excellent, but do look online for how to watch them in order starting yes. with season three. Yep. It yeah. honestly gets really confusing if you don't do that. Yep. And Spider-Man is the probably the, <laughs> the worst of the three, but the one I like the yeah, best. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. worst of the three, the one I always remember yeah. fondly. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, so thanks a lot. Uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye. Have a good night.